to become a true Jedi, you must train with the ultimate Jedi Master. I'm ready to train, Master Yoda. Now you, I will train. Push with the Force. Yoda trains you to use the Force. Join Yoda in lightsaber combat. Destroy the Sith, we must. Become a Jedi. Become legendary. Ready to train, are you? Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys. Podcast, the discussion about Star Wars toys from the past, the present, and the future. My name is Jason. You are listening to episode number 53. We have all seen The Force Awakens by this point, so if you have not, please uh, come back to this podcast after you have, because while we're not going to explain the whole movie, I'm, I'm afraid we probably will get into some spoilers. So uh, if you haven't seen the movie, like I said, it might be time to turn the podcast off. If you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't seen the new Star Wars movie a week after it came out, are you really a Star Wars fan? Oh, Gauntlet is down. Already. I don't question people's fans. Well, I mean, no. if you're listening to our show, you're a Star Wars fan. You collect this stuff. Or just Why haven't like you seen the damn movie? <laughs> Joining me tonight from iGrewUpStarWars.com, the OT curmudgeon. Hello, Let Tom. me remind everyone that Ryan said that. That did not come out of my mouth. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Also joining us tonight from JediBusiness.com, Chris B. Hey, everybody. How you doing? From Vintage to Modern, Bendoms to the Black Series. He collects them all, our good friend Ryan. Good to be here once again. As usual, from from ForlomToZuckus.com, it's Jake. Well, hello there. And our special guest tonight from This Week in Star Wars podcast, Matt Fox. Hello, Matt. Hey, everybody. Well, Glad to be Matt. back. <laughs> Glad to have you back. That was the fastest introduction we've ever done. So we got a lot to talk about tonight. Yeah, Tom, Tom didn't kept take his five mouth. minutes talking about something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, listen, if you're going to ask, I'm going to answer. I, I won't have much to I won't have much to answer with uh, this episode, but we'll see. Yeah. So let's um this is going to be our, this is our our annual best and worst of episode. We've this, I think this is the third time we've done this. We've been doing the show for three years. Um, and also, this is the first show we've recorded since the movie came out. And I'm sure some of our listeners want to know what we thought of it. And I think I'll just start with Tom. <laughs> what would you think of the movie? Really? You're going to start with me? <laughs> um, I, usually, I usually do. It was uh, It was okay. It's good. Yeah, I've only watched it once, guys. It's uh, oh, you, you guys... call yourself a fan? Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> was it better than the prequels? Yes, <laughs> Was it better than the hot? Was it better than the holiday special? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, okay. but it was, so I, thought it was, got... I thought it was good. I thought the new actors so... were great. <laughs> uh, but what were you going to ask me, Jason? 
So, so for the list for you, those listening at home, this movie ranks somewhere between the prequels and the holiday special. Right, so. right. I'm Mom, a Mom, yeah. tough if act. Darth, if Darth <laughs> was still alive, couldn't she have played Maz Kanata? Don't you think? Who? Who? Maz Kanata, the the little. If little you say it one more time, oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 the little, yeah, the little. Uh, that, that could have been Arthur, right? The little fleshy little Yoda bit there, wasn't it? Um, with the nearsightedness. It was good. <laughs> If you're talking golden, it would have been great. Getty. It was not so. It did not change your life or anything. Not not mind blowing. No, it, I thought it was good. I thought there were parts in it that were good. I thought there were parts in it that I didn't like so much. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into spoilers unless we want to. No, we already did. Yeah. Okay. Well, stop. Yeah. Screw it. Um, I think <laughs> I think if they were going to put uh, Luke in the movie, I think it needs to be more than two minutes of him looking all sad and pouty. Mm-hmm. I wanted more. Um, yeah. I, I think we should have gotten more. Um, the fact that uh, Han Solo was killed in that way is is kind of a cop-out to me, I think. But other than that, I think the the story was, was okay. You know, it, it was kind of a kind of a mix up it was kind of a mashup uh, between a and h empire strikes back and return of the jedi all in one movie mm-hmm. yeah wasn't it sort of oh, yeah. Was yeah it was definitely it was a it was an nostalgia so rehash not really re- well i know jake but rehash <laughs> not really but it was kind of i think it let's just say that i think it was a great opportunity to get a lot of younger folks uh mm-hmm. into star wars i think it did its job so there you go. Okay. Yeah. Chris, your impressions of the movie. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I was, you know, I'm really happy with it. There's a couple of things in it which I, you know, don't like as much. I felt it might have been a little too fast-paced for me in certain aspects. That too. Um, but overall, I thought it was really, really good. Loved the cast. Loved the, the chemistry between uh Boyega and, and Ridley and, and Oscar Isaac was great as well. Um, there are some really cool moments in that movie, and, and it was funny. And um, you know, it, it it gets better the more you watch it. I feel like you know, like is it better? I'm sorry, is it better than the holiday special? Of course it is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I plan on watching it a few more times, absolutely, before it goes away. And I definitely want to watch it where you guys watched it, you and Jake, Chris. Mm-hmm. The uh, the uh, the IMAX so Laser projection I, IMAX is what you're looking for. It's yeah, fantastic. T- and, Tommy, you're gonna come see that with me this week, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. So that's gonna be at least two right there. So we we still have to talk about that, Ryan. It was it yeah. was different the second time because the first time, you know, there was so much else going on and uh, all the excitement, and you just can't really focus on on all the details and everything. So. Uh, the second viewing, uh, second viewing made it so much better, and yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I, I got no big complaints, you know. Other cool. than you know, it might have been a little bit fast paced in a couple of <clears throat> couple of scenes, but yeah, I loved it. Okay, uh, Ryan, uh, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, the best review I came out of it, kind of thinking, was you know when I saw Revenge of the Sith, I said. This felt more like Star Wars, whereas Force Awakens, I came out and said, this is Star Wars. It, it brought us right back into Star Wars. It, it was so much fun. Uh, I 
I love the new cast. I think they did a great job. Um, I don't know if it's that we have J.J. Abrams, who is used to directing, used to directing actors more than George Lucas did, that made a difference, or if these actors are better actors than what we've had in the past. Um, but what we got out of that is I love the characters. Uh, it, you know, at, at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, yeah, these are characters. They aren't, these aren't the actors, and I, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, BB-8 was everything advertised. Uh, that droid was awesome. Wondering, could it live up to the hype? And it did. Uh, Kylo Ren was okay. Um, I don't know. At first, I was like, oh, yeah, Kylo Ren would be kind of cool. I could go into collecting that. It's Darth Vader's grandson. I can go with it. And then he killed my other favorite character of Han Solo, so I don't know <laughs> anymore. And I don't know if Kylo Ren can even be redeemed in, the, in this set of movies anymore because he killed Han Solo. I mean, how can we let that be redeemed? If you can uh, redeem Anakin after killing children, you can... You he killed can, children we didn't know, though. This is Han Solo, you know? And never will know. Yeah. <laughs> Vader, Vader killed Obi-Wan. And, 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 oh, yeah. And, right, right. Yeah, but... When and Jocasta knew. When we first saw Vader <laughs> kill Obi-Wan, he, we barely knew who Obi-Wan was, you know? Uh, anyway, um... I, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I know there's a lot of people who haven't liked the score as much. I've been really listening to it. Uh, and I'm, this is classic Williams, great John Williams score on it. Um, people said there's only one theme, the Ray theme. There's at least four different themes that I've heard in there, plus uh, reuse of, of other past themes. And then I, I think the be- one of the best moments in the film is when you first see the Millennium Falcon. We all knew it was going to be in the movie. And when it first showed up, it was like, oh, there it is. And you had this big, <laughs> I had a big grin on my face. As soon as it yeah, I, I have to admit I did too. And I enjoyed it. It was just a fun movie. Uh, it, as far as movies go, I see a lot of movies. I would say like Jurassic World, where it was one that I watched, and I just loved it the whole way through. I got into it. I enjoyed it. I never left the moment of the movie, you know, like what time is it, at, you know, that sort of thing. And... I thought it was fun. Does it rank above the original trilogy for me? No. I, nothing's going to rank above those movies. This is my favorite movies from my childhood that I've always loved. Nothing's going to get better than that. We could have the best actors, the best director, the best script, the best effects, and everything, and honestly could be a better movie than the original trilogy. I'm still going to like the original trilogy better. There's no way you can top that, but there's no way you can. No, not for us. But like you said, right. Tom, this is great Star Wars for a new generation, and I'm already hearing that. Kids are loving the movie, and they're really getting into Star Wars. Well, and there you go. That's what it's supposed to be doing. It's exactly. working perfectly. Yep. But yeah, Jake. I really enjoyed it. Jake. Oh, I'm I'm more than happy with this movie. I, I am a huge fan. I've... Um, I can defend it on multiple levels, but I think it's uh I think it's just a it's a excellent addition to the saga. It it it's believable. It's I mean they take the story in places where I wasn't expecting. Um what I was okay, like my buddy uh I was talking to my buddy about it and he goes, You know what? They hit all the nostalgic points and I realized they were hitting the nostalgic points and I was enjoying that they were doing that for me, that they were hitting those nostalgic points. I was okay acknowledging the fact that we're watching a new hope again in most parts because it's just the way i think it is the most brilliantly cast uh group of young actors probably in 30 years in a movie i don't know the last time i saw a cast that was so excellent across the board daisy ridley 
is beyond a standout. John Boyega, you'll love him the second you, you know, he starts to really develop character there. Um, Poe is so brash and awesome. Um, I was, uh, some people struggle with his portrayal or his performance or his character arc, but I feel Kylo Ren throughout this film. I, I honestly think that he was handing his saber to Han, like openly, like, I will come with you, Dad. And then the sun gets blacked out. And he kind of remembers his greater purpose or his his attachment to the dark side flares up again. And that's when he kind of grips his fingers back before the fatal blow. Both ways, I think. Yeah, yes, exactly. And I felt it because he's tearing up in that scene. And it's like I feel like I was with him on that struggle. He could have gone to the light easily at that point. I think uh, it's a refreshing take to make the villain a man child. You know, yes, he's feared. Um you know, he walks onto the set. He has a presence in the First Order. But at the same time, we see him throw temper tantrums, and so does everyone else. He is a he is impetuous, spoiled boy who's probably going to turn into something much, much darker. Snoke said his training wasn't complete, and we know his training with Luke wasn't complete because he abandoned it. So I'm excited, just as excited for Rey and Finn and Poe, who I all hope are Jedi, um, to grow into characters that are, you know, uh, you know, to, to take on the journey that they're headed down. And I'm excited to see that with Kylo as well. So yes, I love the film. I've seen it three times. I've seen it in all three formats so far. I saw it in laser projection, IMAX 3d. I saw it in normal 3d. And two nights ago I saw my two 2d showing. So, um, yeah, I probably have a couple more in me, but for right now, I'm feeling good. I've read half the novel, and I've worked my way through the visual guide. My art of Star- my art of Force Awakens is on the way, so yes, very happy with the film. All right, Matt, what did you think of the film? Uh, have you seen it? I guess I didn't ask you. I saw it six times. You did? Whoa! Oh, so only six. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so you hate you hated it, Matt? Is what you're trying to say? Well, well, Tom, all of those tickets were pre-purchased. And I actually pre-purchased tickets for eight showings. Whoa. Just, you know, or people bought them for me. So I actually right. balked on, and those were all in the first four days. Wow. By the end, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> I think I like the movie. and But my grade on it is going to be incomplete. Because unlike the other movies, even the prequels, I think this is we're going to have three movies that together create a sort of like a Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Yeah. Where you, you, I'm not going to really be able to judge this until I've seen the next one. Cause I mean, I, I, this story on this one is, is inconsequential. Yes. It was a rehash of a new hope and return of the Jedi and all that. And, but I don't think the story was the important part. The important part was getting to know the characters. And in that yeah, we regard, I really don't get a satisfying resolution. Do we? Well, no, I mean, it, you know, it ends literally on a cliffhanger, uh, you yeah. know, and well, uh, kind of Empire Z, I guess. Yes. And but I mean, I like the characters. I think the actors are great. I think, you know, the dialogue was snappy and funny. And I think humor was the big missing element of the prequels. So, you know, the the banter between Finn and just about everybody was great. I'm not entirely sold. Everybody seems to think Ray is Luke's daughter. That seemed to be the immediate conventional wisdom. I'm not entirely sold on that, but she must be something because she was certainly, you know, 
better than Kylo Ren at the end of the movie, which, you know, at least in the ability to use the force. So we'll see where that goes. I liked it. I, I, um, obviously I kept going. My son, seven years old, loved it. He's seen it three times. He wants to keep going. So great. And Perfect. Well, this is definitely like the chipmunks. So that's something. <laughs> You see, yes. my kids loved it, too. My kids were five and nine, and they came out saying it's probably one of the best films they've ever seen. That was yeah, the height they great. were. I love hearing really that. Good. You know, my, uh, you know, we were all going to go see it no matter what, right? All of us sure. action figure collectors and, and Star Wars geek types or whatever. But what was really important to Disney was that everybody went to see it. And I think that mission was accomplished because huh. my parents went to see it on their own. You know, they live in Michigan and they just decided to go see it. I think maybe because everyone else was, really? I don't know. but they absolutely loved it. You know, they haven't watched star Wars a billion times. Like I have, they've seen it once. So they were just, you know, they weren't going for nostalgia or anything or because they needed to know what happened next. They were just going cause they knew, you know, that was the movie to see, I guess. And they absolutely loved it. My mom called me right after, and she asked me a, a million questions about the movie that she wanted. So I didn't know the answers to most of them. But um, so, you know, I think as far as the general audience, it's definitely working well. Well, I think yeah. there was a lot of fact. I mean, Disney put in trillions of dollars into mm-hmm. advertising this thing on everywhere from football games to kids' cartoons, you know, you name it. It, it was yeah. plastered everywhere on every possible media outlet they had but i think the other important thing is uh christmas time is a time where a lot of families go to the movies and you know i know a lot of people Mm -hmm. that saved their tickets or specifically they bought their first showing for christmas you know either christmas eve or christmas day and so there's a lot of other factors in there which push this film i think uh what as of yesterday we were over a billion worldwide so yeah right yeah and it was it doubled the previous christmas day record so it's it's got something going and i would like to second what jake said about the the digital imax 3d we've got there's only a handful of those theaters around and we're lucky to have one around here too and that was the way to see it for sure yeah, I my wife and I went and saw it in the the, the digital IMAX uh, a couple days ago, and it was excellent. And for me, I you know I really enjoyed the film. I've seen it three times. Um, I love the new characters. I'm very interested to see where they go. I loved seeing. I thought Han's death scene was met, was fantastic. I think that kind of reaching out to your son is like the most emotional ending they could have had for Han. I think it was much braver and noble for him to try that than to like, you know, daredevil the Falcon into something to blow it up. I think this was much more powerful. Um, I know not everyone agrees on that point, but um, my, you know, my, you know, looking back on the film, the, the thing I probably like the least amount about it is that star killer base is so much like the death star. I kind of wish it wasn't. Yeah. But maybe it had to be to fulfill the retelling of the first of A New Hope. I don't know. I just, I, you know, I just, I, we've seen the Death Star attack twice now in Star Wars and Return of the Jedi. So the X-Wings fly, I love X-Wings. I love TIE Fighters, but it just, the emotion wasn't there because we know how this ends. We know they blow the Death Star up. They always do. So I think that's probably my 
biggest complaint about the movie. You know, and I, I, I think that's totally valid. But I think what they did nicely with this is they made it not a threat on purpose because it wasn't mm-hmm. this. It wasn't the focus of the story. Yes, Star Killer Base is a hundred times scarier than the even Death Star Two, but that wasn't the point of it. The point was that was setting the backdrop, introducing us to a universe we know, and. But also, they truly focused at that point on the saber fights there, the the Kylo versus Han, and then the Kylo versus Finn and Rey. I mean, those were truly the stories that they were telling. They just set it in a backdrop that we're familiar with and didn't need to focus too much on. Like I don't like I, Tom yeah. had said that this movie ended like Empire, and I think they did that on purpose because they cycled through a new hope throughout this film and got us to the Empire. So in a sense. In essence, they, you know, even though this is a trilogy, they got us to the second act a lot quicker than, or even the third act, if you will, a lot quicker yeah. than the original trilogy mm-hmm. did. I, as far as the cliffhanger goes, I wonder how it's going to work when next year the next Star Wars movie comes out and it does not pick up where this one left <laughs> off. I think it's going to leave the general audience a little confused. I know my mom. Really wants to know about Ray. She called me. Who's Ray? What's Ray doing? You know, where did she come from? I don't have the answers, but she wants to know. And I worry that next year when another Star Wars movie comes out and it has nothing to do at all with this movie, if it's going to confuse the audience, maybe the general audience will pick up on it. I don't know how they're going to market the next film, but it's not a continuation of this film. No, we'll definitely get the trailer for Episode 8 before Rogue One because we'll only be six. <laughs> we'll only be six months out at that point. So they're, I think they, I mean, they have experience doing this, not Lucasfilm, but Disney does mm-hmm. because of the way they treat Marvel. I don't go to Ant-Man thinking, wait, this isn't Avengers 3? No, this is, this is something that's in between. I think, I think they can handle the advertising. I mean, clearly they know they're advertising. Um, I think they'll take the Disney route, the Marvel route that they've set up already. I mean, cause there's mm-hmm. five or six films between each Avenger film. Yeah, but the Marvel route, they fill in the gaps between the films. The Star Wars route, they're going backwards. Yeah, they're going all over. Decades. They're going decades. all over the place. Yeah, and the, and the Avengers gonna, stories are not a narrative from one to the next to the next directly. It's the same characters, but uh, you don't need to see Avengers the last one. You don't need to have seen the first one first. They're self-contained stories. Whereas. I was trying to explain this to my family next there. When's the next movie come out? I go, well, Christmas. <laughs> but that one's going to take place between episodes three and four. You know, when episode eight will come out six months after that. And <laughs> you could just sort of see their eyes glazing over like right. you nerds. I mean, so. yeah, us nerds, we get it. But uh, my parents, I, I guarantee <clears throat> next Christmas, they're not going to get it. They're going to go, what? And they're not even going to remember that I told them that the next one doesn't take place after all the old folks are going to sit down. We're going to see the (laughs) story about the old lady and that young feller and that other guy. What the hell is this crap? You don't, you don't think it's going to take place. Like, uh, it's going to have Chewie and Ray on the Falcon going, Hey, what is, Oh my God. What what happened back with the first death star? (laughs) (laughs) It's like a clip. It's like a clip show. (laughs) Remember when, Jake, I think you're right. I think they're going to have to show the trailer for Episode 8 to just reassure people that the story is actually going to continue. That'll confuse them even more. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting in a Star Wars movie and seeing the trailer for the Star Wars movie. Wrong theater! What's going on? I'm betting there's going to be an Episode 8 trailer before Rogue One. 
when that comes out. It'll be right there before it. Oh no, it's got to be San Diego because the- well, no, I'm, it'll it'll come out ahead of time. But I'm saying yeah. the trailer will play with with Rogue One. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Much like Civil War was attached to this, you know. So now that we've all heard about uh, our thoughts on it, let's do rating one worst, ten best. Oh no, no, no! You, why, why don't we put them in order? What number is it? One through seven. What? One through seven? Yeah, if if A New There's Hope's your movies. favorite, Empire's your second, where does Force Awakens? All right, we can do that, but we got to make it quick because we've got a lot of other things to talk about. Tom, I'll go with you really quick. Four, One five, seven. six, holiday special, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Forget it. I don't even want to. There's Chris. Three. Three, there's five with the holiday special. Chris, how do you rank them? Um, six, five, four, uh, seven. Three, two, one. Nice. Okay. I like Ryan. That. Uh, five is definitely the top. Probably four and six are kind of a tie. Uh, seven, three, two, one. Clone Wars movie. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> definitely Empire. So five, then four. New Hope. I'll tell you, Force Awakens is trying to push for three, but I'm still going to give it to Jedi. And then Force Awakens is four. And then Phantom, and then Revenge, and then Attack. <laughs> okay. Matt, how do you rank these films? Okay. Uh, Empire, then Star Wars, Streets Ahead of the Rest. And then I'm going to go Revenge of the Sith, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, and then Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace vying for the bottom slot. <laughs> okay, so you, so you put Revenge of the Sith above The Force Awakens. Yeah, and, uh, that's, and that's Jedi. Fine. Yeah, I always have, since it came out. I Yeah, you put it above Jedi. Yeah. yeah. And this, Jedi, Sith, and this one are all, you know, flip a coin. Yeah, you're not the only one who does that. You know, I, I did, like I said on the last show, I went to the seven-movie marathon. I saw all seven movies in uh, episodic order. Um, they did not show the original cuts like the email they sent us said. They showed the Blu-ray editions, so that was a little disappointing. Aww. At the end of Jedi, when Hayden popped up, everyone booed. <laughs> That's. But nobody. I would have loved to have heard that. <laughs> but uh, nobody. The odd thing is nobody booed when Greedo fired at Han. So when Greedo shot first, nobody booed. I thought that would get a response, but it didn't. <laughs> um. Okay, Jason, so, did they give anything away at that besides the lanyard that was advertised? Um, okay, so we got the lanyard, which was kind of a cheap lanyard. It's not very nice, actually. I think you could make one at Kinko's or FedEx, whatever, FedEx office <laughs> for like, yeah. It wasn't that great. Um, there was a restaurant across uh, across the street or actually on the same block that had an exclusive Star Wars menu. So the restaurant's menu was kind of cool because it had like a lot of Star Wars stuff on the menu. Mm. So we all we all kept one of those. But yeah, other than that, no. Um, Paul Allen had his Star Wars collection on display at the theater, so that was kind of yeah, cool. that's awesome. Um, but yeah, other than that, not a lot of specials. There were a lot of people dressed up in costume. I was surprised. There were a lot of people dressed up like yeah, there's Darth Vader, Boba Fett, Jango Fett, Jabba the Hutt, all kind of costumes. They were dressed up for all seven movies. Yeah, oh all my seven gosh. movies. Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Did yours start at yeah. one a.m. or four? Start at 1 a.m. It was crazy. I would not do that again, but I'm glad I did it the one time just to say I did it, but I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do it again. 
Um, after watching all the movies, I would rank them Star Wars, New Hope, number one, Empire, number two, Jedi, number three, The Force Awakens, number four. I would say Phantom Menace, uh, number five. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, number six, and I I put Attack of the Clones way below the rest. Mm-hmm. I just that movie just drives me nuts. So that's how I do it. Must be the sand it gets all over. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, okay. So now that we've all aired out our feelings about the new movie, um, let's talk about the uh, best and worst Star Wars. T- toys of 2015 just like we've done the past i think this is our fourth time doing this you said three earlier is this three or four i don't i don't <laughs> know this is either the third or fourth time we've done it um so i have made a list and sent it to you guys uh, last week let's see what you think i will not start with tom on this one because i'll Give him a little chance to think. Do you want to hear my it. my best is BB-8, that little Sparrow <laughs> guy, and the worst is the fact that they never gave us an Acmina. Done. Okay. That's I drop the mic. I'm going to mute. All right. <laughs> we'll go to Chris. Chris, what do you think was the best non-action figure Star Wars t- toy of 2015? Yeah, Tom just mentioned it. I think it was uh, Sparrow's BB-8. Yeah. Um, just for the fact that it actually. To me, it captured that little toy captured, um, you know, the excitement about the movie. And you know, if you guys remember when when BB-8 came on stage during uh, Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, um, it was just mind blowing that it was actually a, a physical thing that worked, and people were trying to figure out how this worked. And um, that character became just such a likable, likable you know, thing that, that, you know, we're all hoping it would deliver and it did deliver. And, um, when you compare all the other BB-8 toys that are out there, the Hasbro version or the, the Disney store exclusive, um, this Furo BB-8, uh, definitely takes the crown. I think it's really well done. And, um, yeah, that's for me, that's, that's the best non-action figure toy this year for Star Wars. Okay. Ryan. Be- or just best here, right? Yeah, best. Yeah, um, I'm definitely. I agree. I, the Sphero BB-8 was awesome. Uh, while I don't have one, just because I didn't see spending 150 dollars or something, I'd probably enjoy for about half an hour. I do think it's awesome. I still wouldn't mind having one, but uh, we'll see if I ever get to that. But uh, I've seen many people play with them. It's it's a brilliant thing to do, considering how well BB-8 um, came in the movie, how, how awesome he was in the movie, how much we enjoyed him. Uh, this was a great toy to go along with this, and I think many people who didn't pick this up ahead of time uh, are really looking at it going, yeah, I, I want that, especially I'm imagining kids and, and teenagers. Jake? Um, I haven't played with BB, uh, the Sphero one, so I can't cast my vote there. Um, I started coming back to what lines I thought were uh, that I spent the most time with in... I know that there's a handful of others who did too, and I came back to the Hot Wheels line. The Star Wars uh, Hot Wheels, the character cars specifically, not so much the die cast. Um, that's just a retread of what Hasbro's been doing for years, essentially. But the character cars that uh, Mattel has put out show a lot of uh, time and energy and love toward uh, the design of the characters that they portray. I I think it's one of the 
the most fun I've had with a new line in a long time is collecting those, looking for the new characters, being able to find them. Distribution is nice. And so I'm going with the uh, character cars from uh, the Hot Wheels line is the best non-action figure. Okay. Did not see that coming. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Uh, Matt. Okay. Um, yeah, the easy one to go with is the BB-8 because it's very cool. And, you know, I got mine, and just like Ryan said, I played with it for about half an hour. I haven't touched it since. So while it's it's cool in concept, you know, the longevity of it, I don't know. So I'm going to say, just to be different, the Kylo Ren FX lightsaber. Mm. It it looks cool. It works. It does what you think a Kylo Ren saber should do, and it's it's the first one of those that I thought was compelling enough to pick up. And yeah, I guess since the Yoda one came out around Episode Six, I mean Three. Mm-hmm. Okay, there it is. I'm casting my vote for Lupin Chewie. Oh, that's right, Lupin Chewie. My wife insisted we buy it. And we played it, and it was a lot of fun. I I, I, I could go maybe with the severe the Sphero BB-8, but I haven't actually played with it, so I really don't know what it's like. Um, the Hot Wheels cars, I kind of quit collecting those. So, but they're there cool. There you go. Lo- they are Loop cool, and right? Chewy. Uh, Santa. Loop and Chewy. Santa put it under the tree, courtesy of uh, <laughs> Hasbro's. Uh, choose the light side boxes that I was it's, receiving. So we haven't actually cracked it open yet. So now I'm going to, it's a, it's a fun I'm game. I have high expectations, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can lower them a little, but it's fun. All right. L- Loopy right. Chewy is a, is a chewy mask <laughs> and a, a fifth of vodka. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that what I said? <laughs> All right. Let's go to the worst non-action figure, Star Wars toy. Tom said that they didn't make an Akmina toy, but, I would say that's an action figure, but is that your, is that you're sticking with that, Tom? Since I have no idea what uh, I, I I'm blissfully <laughs> agnostic about the whole situation. Okay. So go ahead. All right, we should have had you over to uh, test out all these toys so you could <laughs> form some kind of opinion. Maybe next that year. Sounds, we gotta that remember sounds next terrible. Year. <laughs> uh, Chris, what's the worst non-action figure Star Wars toy? Of the, year. the worst one, um, I'm gonna go with the uh, the legendary Yoda. Okay. Um, I got one for my kids for Christmas. Um, it just doesn't work well. It really just doesn't work well. Um, you know, you, you my kids are excited about it. It looks great. the The movements are great. Um, the voice is really well done as well. But it just doesn't seem to be doing what you want it to do. Um, you know, my, my son, he's six. He um he put it on the floor and you know, he's trying to say all the right sentences and Yoda just didn't seem to get it. Um and then uh you know you can give him different accessories and based on what accessory you put in the hand, um Yoda switches the mode. So there's a wisdom mode, there's a training mode, there's a force mode. Um but none of the modes seem to really work. Um you know, there's a force push mode so yoda says okay well use the force reach out with your hand and you know my son does it and nothing happens um really frustrating and so i watched him for about 15 minutes and you know he's getting more and more frustrated with it and then uh out of nowhere yoda says um oh you've done well complete your training is you are now a jedi 
And, but my son, and all you needed to do is stick out your hand. Yeah, you know, my, my son just looked at me. He's like, I didn't do anything. And so, <laughs> you know, um, so, um, you know, it, no, it doesn't work well. And, and that's why no. I pick it for for uh, the worst non-action figure toy this year, especially with 100 I didn't pay $180. I paid, I think I paid it was 79 plus shipping. Um, but if you paid $180 for this thing and it just doesn't deliver, um, no, I'm not, not, not impressed with it. Oh, that's too bad because I know you were uh, your kids seem to be excited about it. You're talking about how they were excited to check it out at the store, right? Because so. you know I, I would have never even thought of getting this for them for for the holidays. But every time, I mean, Target the way they put it in the toy aisle was really strategically done well because the kids walk in and it's just on eye level and there's this red button and they press the button and this video starts playing and they got excited every time we walk in the toy aisle and. Um, they watch this every time, and so I was like, "Okay, well, I gotta get this for them." And uh, you know, it just, you know, I mean, I gotta say, what what impressed me about it was the uh, the facial movements, the uh, the voice samples are done really well, but overall, it just doesn't seem to work well, you know. All right. Yeah. Okay, uh, Ryan, what's your pick for the worst non-action figure Star Wars toy of 2015? Uh, picking worst items is hard sometimes because it's you have to look at it and think about well, what's the worst. And generally, what you know, when we're I don't know about the rest of you, but when I was looking at this list of what to do, I went through my collection, looked at what I liked, what I didn't like, and I realized probably the worst stuff is the stuff I didn't buy. <laughs> and so I had to really think about that. And honestly, I came up with the same thing that Chris did uh, with the the interactive Yoda. From um, I mean, number one, they put out this, and, and I would include in this. All the other Thinkway interactive things, like that Toys R Us has an exclusive, not because I know they're bad or anything. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting their Vader, but they're so expensive, and they put out so many at once. Uh, there's too many of those, and Toys R Us doesn't clearance well. So, uh, But the Yoda specifically, I remember seeing this at San Diego Comic-Con. If you go back to our show from Comic-Con, I talked about it, and I saw them, you know, they were showing it off trying to get people interested in it, and I thought it looked terrible. It looked like Yoda was having a seizure from the movements, and it didn't seem to respond well to anybody. Now, granted, it was at Comic-Con, so I thought, well, maybe it's because uh, there's a lot of noise here in the hall, and so it you know, doesn't hear the, uh, the person who's speaking to it well, but from what Chris says, it sounds like it's just as bad at home. So I will definitely go uh, worst non-action figure toy as the interactive Yoda. All right. Uh, Jake? Well, this is a rough one, because... <clears throat> Uh, it was a line I was kind of excited to see come back, but I think it's um, uh, I think the what we actually got wasn't worth the anticipation, and that's going to be the uh, the new micro machine micro machine sets uh, from Hasbro. So they put out a couple. They put out like Star Destroyer, uh, William Falcon, a couple of uh, new heads, Stormtrooper and R two, and uh, and it all in essence sounds like it's exactly what we used to got we, we've received before back in the 90s at uh, play sets that would open up and had features in there but when you really sit down and compare them to the play sets of the past or the folding heads of past they really don't hold a candle you can't really discern discern what exactly you're seeing are, are you seeing like ship environments are you seeing star killer base is this jakku is this where uh it was this the village where poe enters or is this later on the 
the um, the Jakku city where uh, Ray lived or hung out at. I mean, you really can't tell. They're, the micro machines are not near uh, painted as well. They're made of real flimsy material. You get very few actual micro machine pieces per set. I think, uh, what, what do they have? That multi pack that sells somewhere at, I think, Toys R Us for like $60. And it's just, it just seems much more expensive than should be for these tiny plastic pieces. So, um, something, like I said, I was excited for, and I have a few of the sets. So I'm, I have the, uh, Stormtrooper and I have the Falcon and I have a, uh, smattering of the individual, you know, or the, the, uh, little battle pack sets you can get. And I'm just, not excited. They don't. They don't hold the same production value as they did years ago, and they cost a lot more. So, unfortunately, Hasbro's micro machines not doing it for okay. me. And Matt. Okay. Well, my worst toy. I'm going to save it for the worst overall. So this is my second. And it's not one thing in particular. It's just, and it's not so much bad as it is disappointing. But it's the whole category of of board games, and that they're all. Star Wars versions of existing board games. And I find that, you know, disappointing that it's Risk, Battleship, Sorry, Monopoly, all over again. Every time there's a new movie, we get them again. <laughs> and back in the day, we had... That's why they're called board games. Uh, but back in the day, Tom, we had real, like, they made games that were unique. <laughs> they weren't the greatest games ever, like the Escape from Death Star and Destroy the Death Star and Battle for Hoth. They were all pretty All bland, the same game. Nonetheless... <laughs> Nonetheless, you know, was, at least they were unique. True. And now it's just, you know, slapping a Star Wars on an existing property, and it's kind of, it's disappointing. That's all. But they've been doing that for quite yeah, a while. They've been doing time. it forever. Yeah. And yeah, I would have said, I would have said mashups, but that's an action figure line. So. It would have been a, fu- yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It would really have been fun if they would have come up with a unique game for some of these. Couldn't they have these- recycled the, uh, What's the uh, vintage game where you blow up the Death Star? Destroy the Death Star game. Yeah. Yeah, why couldn't they destroy the Star Wars case? They're going to repurpose a game, (laughs) repurpose an old Star Wars game. There you go. They repurposed a movie, repurpose a game. It's funny that you that that's your worst because my I was I really had a hard time with this one because nothing has really offended me this year like it has in other years. Oh, I was offended. We'll um, get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I almost said Star Wars. I was thinking maybe Star Wars Monopoly because does anyone really need another Monopoly game? I mean, there's there's just so many of them out there. What's the point? But maybe there's a Monopoly collecting club who who look for va- various versions of Monopoly. I don't know. Um, Freaks. I'm gonna go. You know, I was my my pick. I don't know if it's. Uh, I guess it's not an action figure. So I'll go with uh, the uh, Thinkway Chewbacca, the interactive Chewbacca. Um, I haven't played with it, so it could be fun to play with, but it just looks so terrible. And when every time I see it at Toys R Us, I think this is a terrible, terrible looking toy. I'm with you on that one. It looks horrible. So that's my pick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next category. I actually want to switch it from what I have on the list. I want to go to the um, the next category is best non three and three quarter inch Star Wars action figure. That way we can keep all the three and three quarter inch stuff together in one in two slots. So uh, let's go to um, well, let's go to Tom. Tom, you've seen some of the figures. What's the best uh, non three and three quarter? Oh, I'm gonna go with. You got nothing? No. You've seen. I know you've seen. I'm not. I'm, Those giant figures in the store. I'm really not paying. I'm really figures. not paying attention. Um, the cl- How can, the the trooper. I don't know. 
Yeah. Is that a, <laughs> the, is that a good answer? The uh, first order. Trooper? Yeah. Yeah. The one, at, the 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 forty-eight inch one. Yeah. The one that's everywhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. Chris. Okay, bye. Chris. Bye. <laughs> Chris, what was the uh, best non three and three quarter inch Star Wars figure of the year? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. <laughs> I mean, it pretty much comes down to what character do you like the best? I feel like because all the uh, if you look at the six inch figures, for example, I mean they all have pretty much the same amount of articulation at this point. I was impressed with with Disney's Elite Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. It was it felt heavy. It was nicely detailed. It was well painted. Um, you cannot see any screws in the back. Um, I thought that was a great figure. But I also liked uh, that Poe Dameron that came in the uh, the Target exclusive Escape from Destiny 2-pack. Came with the helmet, uh, came in his resistance outfit, basically. So I'm kind of in between those two. I also like the Snowtrooper officer. That was a Toys R Us exclusive. So those are my three picks. If I have to pick one of those, I don't know. I, you know, I'll, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Poe, Poe Dameron. Target exclusive six inch, the Black Series, uh, Escape from Destiny two pack. Okay, and those two packs actually are not moving that fast. That's one of the few things I can still find on the shelf. Yeah, they, I keep seeing them as well. I, you know, they're not that many around anymore. I think, especially mm-hmm. when it came out, they today. sold through really well. Um, but you know, you can still find them. Sure. All right, uh, Ryan, let's go to you. What was the best non three and three quarter inch figure of the year? I had to break this down because when I looked at our list, I, th- I thought, you know, six inches, it's online, it's here to stay, and I needed to really separate that out. And so I have the best six-inch figure and the best non-three and three-quarter inch or six-inch figure. Okay. So my best six-inch figure was the Leia and Bosch disguise that we got earlier this year in the Black Series. Um, mm. That's an awesome, awesome figure. Um, I, I still haven't opened that one. I, I mean, I like the costume anyway, but it's such a, uh, a well-done rendition of the character. And for best non-three and three-quarter inch uh, action figure or six-inch, I was tempted to go with the 12-inch Phasma from Toys R Us because I like how shiny they got her armor. It's a really well-done figure, but i got to go with the four-foot Darth Vader. When I heard about this being announced, I knew I had to have one. The dang thing is awesome. <laughs> it's huge. It sits in my living room, and you know you can press the buttons, and it will uh, interact with you. It, it'll just uh, – all you have to do is press it once, and then any time that you make motion, it'll sit there and talk to you. It sounds like James Earl Jones. I love this figure. This was something I had to have, of course. So uh, I will go with the six-inch Leia Bosch and the four-foot Darth Vader. Yeah, every time I see that four foot Darth Vader, I really want to get it. It's been that's been a tough one not to buy. So well, all right. I, I know. I think Chris posted he saw him for forty five bucks at Walmart today. If I find him for cheap at Target at some point, probably I will buy another one to go in my classroom. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, and then the six, and you're also giving the six inch uh, Leia Bausch figure. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I did open that one. I was thinking of the three and three quarter inch when they came out last, maybe last year I didn't open. But yeah, that is a good figure. Uh, Jake. All right. Best non three and three quarter action figure. I, you know, like Ryan, I was real close to giving it to uh, Phasma uh, just because she looks really great. And I probably would give her the number one spot, but I actually just opened her this morning. I've had her for about a week, but I opened her this morning and I was so bummed to find out that it is just the Stormtrooper mold. She is as tall as a normal first order 12 inch Stormtrooper. And I was really, really hoping that she would tower ahead over them. 
Um, the Toys R Us. So this is the Toys R Us exclusive one. The right? Toys R Us exclusive, twelve inch. Oh, I almost bought that last weekend. A, same height, huh? same mold, it's the just mold. different head. What they did is they threw a cape on her, they painted her silver, and they gave her a uh, like an additional belt that goes on. Oh. So she has her flaps and her pa- pouches on the side. But other than that, it's the Star Wars um, buck. I mean, it's the Stormtrooper buck as the normal Force First Order one. So that slipped it from the best uh but i'm still staying i'm still giving love to 12 inch i think this 12 inch line is better than any 12 inch line they've done in these new formats that they're doing the five poa um i think finn is done so well i think his mold his they capture uh boyega perfectly i think it's a better five poa figure than actually the three and three quarter one so I'm going to give it to Finn, Jakku, 12-inch, Hasbro. That's where I'm going. And Matt. All right, well, if Ryan broke it up, I'm going to break it up, too. Um, the six-inch figure that I liked most, or at least I was most pleasantly surprised with, was BB-8, which some might consider to be an accessory. But just because they they found a way to make him a sphere, and you can still keep him upright with the way they've got him weighted in there and you can move the head around. They just, they did a really good job with the figure they could have, you know, really cheaped out on. Uh, otherwise I like the, uh, that whole line of Disney elite stuff. I didn't expect to, I didn't go looking for that on force Friday. It was, you know, word of mouth and I picked them up, you know, piecemeal later on and then got the new releases as they came out and, there's a couple that aren't that great, but a few of them are are really, really nice. And I sort of hope they continue on with it. Which one is the best one of the Disney figures? I want to say Vader or Fett. But, you know, those are the easy ones. The screws on the back of the troopers don't bother me the way some people, you know, really, really seem to be offended by them. Because, you know, I keep my figures facing forward. But, uh, you know, the, the troopers look good. Anybody in armor looks good. People with face sculpts, you know, are are iffy. But that's, you know, that's been the case since 1978, so. Okay. Um, All right, now let's switch over to the worst non-three and three. Oh, I got to pick mine. Sorry. Um, For my pick, I will definitely go with the Black Series 6-inch Snowtrooper. Toys R Us exclusive. The I think he's the Snowtrooper commander. Um, he's got the orange pauldron. I think that is one of the coolest designs from the new movie. I love that figure. I've only seen it once at Toys R Us, and luckily I got it then because I never saw it again. Possibly it's available online. I don't know. I don't like to buy things online. I like to pick them up in the store in person. So I would go with that for sure. I was hoping this year there'd be like a gentle giant 12 inch Lobot that I could vote for. But again, that does not seem to be happening. So that's, that's my pick six inch Toys R Us first order snow trooper. Um, now to the worst non three and three quarter inch figures, Tom, what was the worst thing you saw this year that wasn't three and three quarter inch uh, as far as Star Wars figures? Were there any Jar Jars that were released this year? I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. I think. Well, you know what? There was. There was actually. There was a uh, a Jar Jar mashup. Figure. Okay, I didn't like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Chris, what was your least favorite uh, 
non three and three quarter inch figure this year. Uh, my least favorite was the uh, Black Series six inch Crimson Crimson Stormtrooper. Uh, Troopers all red, Entertainment Earth exclusive. Um, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. That's one of those figures. I can see why they would release it that way, and it's an easy repaint for them. But it's just one of those troopers where you don't even know where he's from. What what was the source material? And, you know, um, so no, I, I just really don't like this figure. It also looks really weird on, on the shelf among all the other troopers. This one is just bright red, just standing there. Yeah, I don't like it. Ryan. I broke this apart just like the best. Um, so I have my worst six-inch uh, action figure. And it was a tie between all of the clone and Stormtrooper repaints. I don't know how many times we've gotten the Episode 2 clone and the Stormtrooper molds done over and over and over again. But I'm tired of them. When I got the Amazon 4-pack that had, surprise, surprise, an Episode 2 clone, which we already had like four of. The Episode 3 clone was great in that because we didn't have that yet. And then we got a battle-damaged Stormtrooper. Um, I thought it was lame. <laughs> it was like really another Stormtrooper with black splotches on it. And it looks more like he... Uh, was painting something black and got some black on his armor rather than uh, was battle damaged. I'm just tired of seeing these. I, I, I'd rather see something new. Uh, where's a snow trooper, you know? <laughs> For a non-three and three-quarter inch or six-inch action figure, I have a tie. <laughs> Number one, and most people probably aren't going to say this, but I'm going to go with the Hot Toys Chewbacca. Um, while I don't have this, when I first saw it, I thought it looked terrible. For a an, a doll, an action figure that you're going to spend $250, $300 on, whatever it is, uh, uh, it did not look well uh, for that price. And I've listened to people review this figure, and nobody seems to have good things to say. I think the, the best review I ha- heard on it was, if you've got to have both, then buy the two-pack, but I don't see – they didn't see any reason for anybody to buy the Chewbacca by themselves. The other thing I wanted to mention in there is the distribution of the Disney Elite figures, not the – uh, Force Awakens ones, but the ones that came out every two weeks, they started off really well on these, and then General Grievous hit where all the rest, when it was Darth Maul and Anakin to begin with, they were available for at least a week later on online. Grievous was a bit available for about two days, which was okay. Well, I missed it, you know? And then the, um, and now I'm a problem with Stormtrooper, Darth Vader, but then Boba Fett hit, and that sold out in like two hours online. Then was put back online, I bought it, and then um, I got a message the next day saying, no, I didn't buy it because they were apparently sold out, even though they started trying to sell me one. And I've been trying to work with somebody in England to pick one of these up with me, but it was really frustrating to be working on this collection of these, to have it so hard to get for something that's coming out right now directly through Disney. To me, it seems like this should be a no-brainer. I mean, I would think things like Boba Fett are probably going to sell really well, and they probably should have made more. But I was really frustrated with the distribution of those and, and how it was handled, and I wish they'd done more. Maybe next year they'll they'll put these out again in different packaging, but the same figures, whatever. I'll be happy if they do that. But um, right now I was just upset with that. All right, Jake. All right. Um, yeah, this is a rough one. Um, we're doing the worst non-three-and-three-quarter figure. Uh, you know what? I picked him up twice and I didn't buy him, so I have to go with it. Just didn't it didn't turn out well, and it's going to probably be the Jack Pacific, uh, eighteen inch Luke Jedi. His eyes seemed I don't know the the head sculpt seemed a little big for the body. Um, he's got that plastic piece that's supposed to loop up and hold his saber, which can be cool, but it, when its saber's not on it, it looks real dumb pinned to his side. It's just just a piece of uh, gray plastic that sticks down off his hip. And granted, it's supposed to hook his saber, but 
If you don't have a saber on him, it doesn't look good. His eyes, the paint apps on the eyes, I looked at multiples because I really wanted this figure when I heard it was coming, but it didn't turn out well. The, it's got some beady eyes, so I'm going to have to go Jack Specific, Luke, and Jedi. Okay, and Matt? I was very disappointed with the 6-inch IG-88 because he wouldn't stand up. You know, the one leg is appreciably shorter than the other, and it's not just mine. It was a, you know, a criticism that I heard a lot of people make. So that was, you know, that's sort of 101 on action figures is they should be able to stand up. And I was otherwise really looking forward to IG-88. I like the bounty hunters like most vintage people. So, yeah, I was disappointed with that. And although I never bought any, the mashups as a line look just awful. And, you know, I hope they die faster than Angry Birds did. <laughs> kids like them. Kids like them. My kids like them. Oh, Angry Birds. <laughs> Sometimes that's an excuse. Sometimes it's, you know, challenger kid. Get them, get them a regular figure. Oh, they have loads of those. I think that's yeah. probably why they like it. It's something different than the loads we have. I had a hard time with this one because um, there were none that I really didn't like. But I think I'd have to go with the Walmart exclusive uh, Shock Stormtrooper because I, I don't like the, I don't like the the look of it. The red on the on the on the standard stormtrooper armor it just doesn't look right to the me the battlefront is what you're talking about yeah 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 the battlefront stormtrooper maybe you know if i was into battlefront and i knew the character more i'd like it but it doesn't look right to me um plus it was it's nearly impossible to find i was gonna say i'm i'm i'm, I'm amazed you found one. Oh, i didn't find oh. one i'm just uh, i'm just complaining from from photos of on the internet and actually if i did find one i'd probably just buy it for someone else like if someone else is looking for one, because I actually don't want one. So um, I'm going with that Walmart exclusive Battlefront Stormtrooper as the worst non three and three quarter inch. Um, okay, let's move on to three and three quarter inch. I think that's uh, what for the majority of most of us are into collecting the most. Um, and we'll start. What was the best three and three quarter inch Star Wars action figure of 2015? And we will start with Tom. Yes, it's that one. Go somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron? With the thing and the truck and that dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, Chris. Chris I'm really no help about. at all, but, you know. Chris, what was the uh, best three and three quarter inch figure? Uh, the best okay. one for me this year was uh, Ray, uh, the Walmart exclusive, super ah, articulated. Took mine. <laughs> awesome. Um, best figure for me. Um, love everything about it. Super nicely detailed. Um, great pattern uh, on the boots. The uh, you know her her whole outfit is nicely designed. Uh, the accessories work really well. The backpack you can easily take it off. Um, it's also sculpted beautifully. Um, they even added the uh, the water bottle to to the backpack. The staff is cool. The staff is actually a little sturdy in the middle, and it's only a little soft on the outsides. They painted it with like four different colors, which is you know pretty amazing considering that usually a weapon is just you know one one color. Um, and then it also comes with a uh, exchangeable uh, cowl. So you can actually make her look like a scavenger. And, um, yeah, that is definitely my favorite figure of this year. 
Um, don't know what else to say. It's, I wish it wasn't as so hard to get. Um, if it wasn't for a, a friend of ours, uh, I would still not be able to find this one, despite trying every day for a few weeks. But uh, yeah, this is a great figure. Okay. Yeah, I agree. It is a great figure and hard to find. You're right. Uh, Ryan, what was your uh, favorite uh, three and three quarter inch figure this year? Well, I'd like to to get get the Walmart stuff, but I only one I have there is Kylo Ren, so I I kind of excluded that for now. Um, I actually went back to again the Leia Bosch figure that we got, the three and three quarter inch one. Whereas I thought the previous one was really well done, and maybe this didn't need an update. The update was great on, on the Leia Bosch. I loved it again. I, I may it may just because I really love that costume, and so anything that we get that's really awesome of that, I'm going to enjoy. But I thought that was our best figure of the year. Okay, pulling from the original trilogy. Uh, Jake, what do you think was the best figure of the year? Well, and like uh, Chris, I was uh, great minds think alike. I, I had Ray at the top of my list. Ray, the Walmart exclusive version. I mean, the 5PO8 isn't a necessarily a bad figure at all, but, man, these these Walmart figures, it's, it's a shame we don't have more. You know, I've been a proponent of 5PO8 as well, so... Um, I don't know if I'm to blame, but, um, man, I guess I just didn't really miss it until I saw a comparison, but this super articulated Ray, I mean, she's got, she's, she is truly super articulated. She's got the, um, not only do her, uh, wrists swivel, but they also, um, rocker joints. She's got the same thing in her, uh, elbows and in her shoulders and you know they hid the uh articulation at her knees just under uh her pant legs you know how she wears kind of like those capri half pants um man just a great figure and i'm i'm longing for the day when hasbro decides to pony up the money for labor or whatever it is to get us some more widely available, super articulated figures because um, Finn is a great figure as well. Finn is a really great figure, um, again, in the super articulated. And the Stormtrooper is good as well, but his paint apps aren't as good, which is why I didn't give him the number one spot for the... So pretty much the Walmart exclusives are winning the uh, action figure category. Uh, Matt? Um, well, I guess I'm with uh, Chris and Jake there, although I have not found the, I guess, the most recent waves of the Walmart Black Series. I do have the Kylo Ren, and that's what I'm going to pick. I think it's really good. And, I, yeah, I like the three and the five points of articulation figures. I have no problem with those. I think a lot of them look look pretty good. And since I'm basically carded collector, articulation doesn't matter to me. But I went ahead and opened the the Walmart Kylo Ren and it's, you know, it makes me wish like Jake said that they'd find a way to keep those, keep that a viable line. But I guess for whatever reason, they just don't want to do that. Okay. Um, I'm going to go for my favorite three and three quarter inch figure of the year. I'm going to go with Mosep, uh, from the black series, uh, three and three quarter inch line from, uh, very early in the year. I think that figure is just fantastic. Uh, it's it's a great looking figure combined with a lot of nostalgia because that's the uh, one of the can uh, one of the uh, A New Hope aliens who uh, 
Also was used by Marvel as Jabba when they didn't know what Jabba looked like. That's right. And you and you can see this this the mask on this. I think he appears. I believe he also the, they use a similar type creature in Return of the Jedi. I think I think he's in there somewhere. But even if he's not, it wouldn't matter. He's just great, and it's it's everything about Star Wars collecting I love in this one figure. It's just it was perfect. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I also thought about yeah. I thought a quality figure this year was also the um, uh, Visago from the Rebels line. You know the horned mm-hmm. guy. I thought that figure mm-hmm. came out pretty well. Pretty well. It was pretty accurate to what he looks like on screen. He's durable. He stands. So I mean there. There's, there is for being a five POA year. There, there's some pretty good options out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, now that we've picked the best, what is the worst three and three quarter inch uh, Star Wars action figure of 2015? And I'm going back to Tom. <laughs> God, why, why? Do you, Jason? <laughs> really? We do this every really? year. You have a whole year. You have a whole I year. Wasn't, to think I wasn't. I was through. in the. I was in any Star Wars aisle. We've we've been doing this podcast for three years. For every year we do this. All together, I've been in a Star Wars <laughs> aisle start... for maybe ten <laughs> seconds. It only takes ten seconds to to decide what you like and don't like. Let's next year if we're still doing this podcast, which we will be, we're gonna remind you and like uh, we'll start bugging you in uh, maybe September. All right, I'll we'll start, start brushing up then because right now I'm getting a big fat <laughs> F. Okay, so you're you know what was. that F means. What? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Chris, what was the worst figure? Uh, the worst figure for me was uh, Lando, Lando Calrissian, uh, Jabba's skiff guard outfit from yes. the uh, Saga Legends line. Uh, just such a bad figure. Um, poorly painted. Uh, only came with one accessory, which was the force pike. It's missing details, uh, like like the holster. Um, the helmet is not removable. The eyes are just painted so poorly. Um, it, it looks it's just a bad looking figure overall. I mean, if you compare that with uh, the one that they released in the vintage collection a few years before, um, there's no comparison whatsoever. So that's definitely the worst figure for me this year. In the three and three quarter inch line. Yeah, understandable pick. Uh, Ryan, what was uh, your least favorite three and three quarter inch figure this year? I had a four way tie. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> you should lend one of your ties. Yeah, to Tom give me one time. real quick. I'll uh, take okay, number Tom, three. Tom, you can you can take the uh, the Endor Leia, the five points over. Okay. Eight. All right. Ooh, I'll take that one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have Endor Leia, Endor Han, and then the Poe Dameron and TIE Fighter pilot that were individually packed. Uh, because the, the the Han and Leia, that was those were terrible figures. I mean, if five points of articulation are supposed to t- harken back to our vintage uh, era and how much we like those, the vintage Han and vintage Endor Leia are so much, I mean, head and tail above these crap figures. Um, in fact, the, the Endor Leia and Endor Han are some of my favorite vintage figures, and these are just awful. <laughs> um, and then the Poe Dameron and TIE Fighter pilot, because we got better versions that came with vehicles, which I thought was weird, you would think the better version would be in the single pack, and the kind of cheapo version would be with the vehicle. It's kind of where the way it's been in the past. But the uh, Poe Dameron that came with the X-Wing, the helmet's not re- removable, 
The visor's just painted yellow. He, he looks terrible. And the TIE fighter pilot is the same way. The, the one that comes with the, the TIE fighter has a removable helmet, and uh, like the pack comes off the front of him. And it just looks like a better figure. The one that's single pack just looks awful. Uh, so that's my four-way tie for worst figure of the year. Okay. That makes sense. That that Endor wave, that last wave of Rebels figures, that it didn't Hasbro never even officially acknowledged those. They never showed up on their you know, they never had high res photos of them, they never announced them at San Diego or New York or anywhere. That was a line that kinda slipped through. They threw them out on tri logo cards. It was that line was red stepchild for sure. I just saw a picture of this Leia and it is it's bad. <laughs> so yeah. Even Tom agrees. Thanks, thanks Ryan. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Uh, Jake, we got to get your pick. <clears throat> worst one. Um, it's not one I wanted to be my worst, but in comparison to those darn Black Series three and three quarter from Walmart, the Chewbacca from the Force Awakens line is not good. It's not good, especially when you have it the exact. I mean, you can walk into Walmart and find the Chewbacca from the Black Series or the Force Awakens. And the comparison of the two is just, it just isn't good. He's, he doesn't, his torso is too short. His, um, his shoulder bag, uh, is removable, which is weird because it then slides off quite a bit. At least mine does. Slides off his shoulder quite a bit and it looks, he looks really weird without it. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not their finest Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Is Is this the armor up one? Yes. Okay. That's the only that and well, I guess essentially it's the same as the Falcon one too, but just without the headset piece. But the the legs are a little too stumpy. I mean, when you look at the three and three quarter super articulated one, which I again it it's from years past. You know, it's from the vintage collection line. Um, the Walmart one isn't even specifically my favorite head, but the body is what just really works on it. And uh, it doesn't work here on the uh, Force Awakens one. So, unfortunately, it goes to Chewie, who, ironically, was one of my favorite. Chewie kicked more ass in the Force Awakens than I think he ever has. So Yeah, he was awesome. He was True. a standout character in that movie, they, but his figure yeah. is blah. I was not expecting, yeah, off on a tangent, but I was not expecting Chewbacca to be so great in the Force Awakens. I figured he'd just be a decoration on the set. Yeah, but well, he was he was really great. Well, they really got him right. They did, and I, you know what? Most of that is not Peter Mayhew, and I love Peter right. Mayhew to death. You know, right. I think we all do. We've all met him and had our, his fingers wrap around your hand about five times when he shakes it. But um, the the new guy, uh, I think he's Scandinavian. Um, yep. But he he just he nailed it. I want that guy to be Chewbacca in everything. He nailed right. it. Right. Yeah, he so. did a good job. I definitely, and it's good to see that bowcaster in action. Finally, that's fun. Yeah. That, yeah, that I was. I thought they overdid that a little with the bowcaster. It did uh, seem weird that Han, it seemed weird that Han had never fired it before. Yeah, and and then he takes it like two or three times from Chewie, and he's like every time he's like, oh yeah. Oh. Well, when Chewie's... you get in your seventies, you'll see what it what amuses you. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Didn't he take it because Chewie was injured and it was hard for him to hold it? Yeah, I thought it was yeah. cool how 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 he um, passed it right back to Chewie when he was done with it. It was really smooth. 
Oh, Harrison yeah. Ford's smooth. Well, though. he did the he did the Hawkeye too, where he shoots a guy he's not even yeah. looking at at one point too. Yeah, that was cool too. Oh, so much fun with that character. <laughs> Sorry, Chewie, though you get the worst figure of the year. Yep. Okay, uh, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Um, to you. <laughs> yeah, I came home from the movie and told my wife that Chewbacca was the breakout star. Yes. So, I mean, he was yeah, somebody that I never even think about that you know stole most of the scenes he was in. Uh, worst figure. I want to choose armor up as a concept, but, um, Constable Zuvio, not because it's a bad figure in and of itself, but it just sort of exemplifies the whole Force Friday. Here's a bunch of characters you don't know about, and it turns out half of them either weren't in the movie or were blink and you missed them characters. And makes me wonder if it was calculated on the part of, Hasbro or Lucasfilm or whatever it said, we'll make these guys now because if you put them out after the movie comes out, nobody's going to buy them. But if you put them out in three months early, they'll sell like hotcakes. So Constable Zuvio, just because he turns out not to have been in the movie. <laughs> okay. you know, I thought I thought he was the guy that um, Kylo the Ren flashback. strikes down in the vision, but in I the, think they're the saying vision. he isn't now, right? I think Pablo Hidalgo or someone came on and said, no, that's not him. He was cut from a uh, scene where I, I, I just read it this morning. Him and his, some fellow constables that looked just like him were beaten up on some of Uncar Plot's thugs who were trying to also kidnap BB-8. So mm-hmm. like they were fighting on one side of that NEMA outpost and Ray was fighting the other guys. Maybe we will see this in a deleted scene on the Blu-ray, which is supposedly coming out in April. April oh, 5th sure is what will. I've seen. Sure we will. April 4th, actually. April 4th, even yeah. better. And uh, I've already been hearing lots about deleted scenes of major stuff that was cut out of this movie because for time's sake to, to cut it down. Things like how Poe Dameron got off Jakku and things like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a – I'm hoping we're going to have a lot of yeah. deleted scenes. Have I, any, I, sorry? I heard there's a scene where Kylo Ren and some of the stormtroopers actually enter the Millennium Falcon. Wow, I saw, I've seen pictures of that. It's in the, the visual guide or something. Yeah, there is a yeah. shot from that in the visual well, guide. And there's, vi- there's supposed to be a scene with uh, Finn and Ray in a snowspeeder. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> in the visual guide. That would make sense because that's parked outside the door that they kind of right. show up in. Yep. Thanks to Chris. Thanks for Chris, to Chris for pointing out where that uh, snowspeeder actually was in the movie. I finally saw it on my third viewing. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen the Jakku speeder though. I, no, I, I haven't the, seen that either. That's in um, there. That's in there as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, I read today um, in the uh, the art off book that there was a sequence when um, Finn wakes up on Jakku and he's trying to find Poe on that way when he's running to that TIE fighter um, that there are thugs passing him in that speeder but they're not take, they're not giving him a ride yes oh. that's a scene in the book as well okay, okay so yep. that been and nice. the, no one lost an arm or a leg or anything like they have Very in true. every yeah. Star Wars film true. Mm-hmm. Scene, right, that they cut. It, back to the worst three and three quarter inch figure I'm gonna go with uh Kind of what Ryan was saying. Um, I think the uh, three and three quarter inch Poe Dameron figure, who is just single carded with the uh, build a weapon thing, is the worst figure. Not because the sculpt is so bad, but the uh, I I just cannot stand these uh, solid yellow visors. It just ruins the whole aesthetic of the figure. They've also did it with uh, uh, Lo Atzi, 
Um, the same thing. I, I hope Hasbro looks at these a little closer for next year and realizes this is not the way to go with the uh, visors. I'd rather just not have a visor at all if it really came down to it because it just it really cheapens the look, especially when you get the nicer figure with the X-Wing, as Ryan said, that has a clear visor. I mean, spend the extra five cents. I don't know how much it costs for that clear piece of plastic, but just spend it because it it just doesn't look good. Um, yeah, you know what? Else? Depending on what Rogue One gives us, there's a chance we yeah. could get a lot of pilot-type figures. Right. Well, I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping at Hasbro they actually do you know, look at these a little closer next time. I mean, I, you know, they do, I think Hasbro sometimes, you know, gets it and, 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 and will make a correction when something doesn't look good. And I hope this would be a correction they would make. Um, I also threw it up on the Facebook page. Uh, what was the worst uh, figure of the year? And I'm just going to read a couple of the answers. Uh, Daniel W. Geister said the resistance trooper, or Poe Dameron basic figure, no removable helmets. Uh, Chris Cortez says uh, the Constable Zuvio or Resistance Trooper are both junk. Eric Perez says Constable Zuvio. And then our friend Chris Moorhead said, well, it was five POS. I think he's uh, saying something other than points of articulation. But our friend Chris hates five POA figures. So Yes, he does. All right, let's uh, move to the next category which is the best three and three quarter inch scale uh, Star Wars vehicle of the year. Tom, what do you got? Uh... <laughs> Chris, what do you got? I got Ray Speeder on there. Yeah. Um, simply for the fact that it's new. Um, it's not an X-Wing. It's not a TIE fighter. It's not the Falcon. Um, it's... Uh... It's cool. Like it seems to be scaled well. It um, it looks like the vehicle. Um, I guess the paint app on it could be a little bit better. It could be a little bit more weathered. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's my favorite vehicle this year. So race speeder. Good pick. Good pick. And put that Walmart uh, super articulated Ray figure on it, and then it yes. really looks awesome. Right. Yeah. All right. Um... Ryan, what was your pick? I know some people have had some hate on this, but I really like the Millennium Falcon. Um, granted, I got it for much cheaper than what it sells for at 90 bucks, and I'm starting to see that people are finding it for 60 to $80 right now. It's worth 60 to $80. If you were on the fence because you didn't like it at 150 go out and buy it at 60 to $80. I love this vehicle. It's... Yes, it's not as cool as the big Millennium Falcon, which it's, I mean, it's hard to hold up to the standard of that. The big Millennium Falcon is amazing. Um, it gave us everything we wanted in the Falcon. This Falcon has just great toy features. I know a lot of people really get on the uh, the giant cannon that pops out of the front of it, but it's a toy, you know, and what kid wouldn't kind of like that? I mean, I, I could see kids like, yep, hidden cannon coming out. I remember doing that as a kid on my toys that you'd have. Yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can tell you that my son, he he loves that feature. That's great to hear. Yeah, but the electronics on it are great too. I I like the way they did the gunner station to where you can slide a figure in there and they're kind of you know facing outward. Yes, it pops up, but then you can pop it back down. It lights up with a little targeting screen. It has a deal for the hyperdrive to where you can turn it so it'll have the hyperdrive working or the hyperdrive not working. 
Um, it'll give you the sounds of it taking off and landing, and when you land it, it has a sensor in the bottom or a little post that sticks out, really. And when it goes in, it gives you the whole landing sound of the Falcon. The interior uh, decoration is really well done. Um, they made this kind of a cool little playset, and I think it was a well-done um, vehicle. The cockpit looks good. Uh, I know people were hating on it early on, but I really, really like this vehicle. And when I get a chance, I'm probably going to do a video review of this so people can really see what it does. Cool. Uh, Jake? Uh, best. I, I got the Falcon. haven't opened it. I got it for Christmas. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, though, Ryan. Um, best vehicle. I do appreciate Ray's speeder quite a bit. Um, but, uh, again, I have this vehicle, too, but I haven't opened it. But I did play with yours, Jason. And that is the Desert Speeder, the one that, you know, again, doesn't really show up in The Force Awakens, but um, but uh, it, it looks it looks fun. It, it puts me in the Star Wars used universe. Um, it holds the uh, Jakku thugs uh, really, really well. Um, I think it's a good it's a it's it's a nice it's a nice piece. OK, and Matt. What do you think was the best uh, three and a quarter inch scaled vehicle this year? I'm with Ryan. It was the Millennium Falcon, hands down. Um, I, I I freely admit that I, the only way that I got my son interested in it, I wanted to get him one for Christmas mainly so I could open it up and play with it. And <laughs> the only way I could get him interested in it, but was by pointing out the fact that it shot a Nerf bullet or whatever you call those things. And as soon as he saw that, he was like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." <laughs> so, you know, he got it. He loves it. The intuitiveness of the sounds, the interior, everything. It's great. And, you know, it is about the same size as the one from 78. But, you know, it's, you know, it, it's an entirely new thing. They've, you know, it, it is in many ways you know, the best Falcon they've done uh, as far as being a toy. The, the you know the BMF is sort of the ultimate version of the ship, but it's it's almost too big to carry around even for an adult. It's it's a playset more than anything else. But this is this is great, and especially if the price comes down, like Ryan said, down to sixty bucks or so, pick it up. Don't even think about it. Yeah, seeing those sixty dollar prices kind of kind of hurts because I actually uh, did pay full price for it. Oh, so did I. I was just too excited when I saw it. I just like I gotta get it now. But anyways, yeah, it is. I agree that it is pretty cool. It's uh, for what it, yeah, for what they had to work with. I think. Well, um, uh, there was an interview with Mark Boudreau who designed it. Um, who said that when they started working on it, they knew that the vehicle was going to be in the movie, but they had no idea what features it would have in the movie or what it would do special in the movie. So mm-hmm. they would have to, you know, just come up with their own stuff and, you know. I think they did a good job. Yeah. And they made it, yeah, like, it's a good toy and it's durable. Let's, you know, it feels durable. My only problem with it, and uh, I'm not going to pick it, but my only problem with it is that when you turn it upside down, the hatch over the Nerf gun opens up. And I wish it could be secure where a kid could play with it, turn it around. You know, when you're flying the Falcon, you're you're spinning around and all kinds of things. And the, the fact that the hatch doesn't, the hatch over that big Nerf gun won't stay shut, I think is the, is my, for me, the only downside of the toy. But, 
Um, my pick, uh, I'm going uh, also with the uh, Ray's uh, speeder. To me, it's 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 the reimagination of uh, the reimagining of the uh, uh, land speeder from A New Hope. Um, similar in color, it's got the windshield. It just looks iconic to me. I'm really glad they made it. It's not that aggressive a vehicle, and I know Hasbro only likes to make vehicles if they're aggressive. I think. So this was cool that they took a chance on something like this. I don't know how well it sold. I haven't seen a lot of them in stores lately, so maybe it has been selling. Um, I like that when you push the button, the uh, the hood opens up. It's very much like the Land Speeder where you push the button and that, that hood's up. I mean, it's 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 on top, but it just reminds me of it. Of course, there's a huge uh, missile that fires out of it once you do that, which probably wasn't what the designers of the film prop had in mind but i think it's really cool so i would love to see them do a six inch scale version of this vehicle and that, maybe they will that'd be cool they say more vehicles are coming right maybe i think they said there was more on the way <laughs> but um, man tie fighter for what 50 bucks is that people are really finding the, the six inch tie fighter for fifty bucks at Targets, maybe I was at I was at the local Target near me yesterday. Yesterday morning, it was still full price, one sixty nine. I hit at least eight Targets today. They all had them, and they were all one seventy. Yeah. yeah, so same here. I have one here that I checked out, and it was still full price as well. Are Target sales like just each? Does each store manager get to decide how much they're going to sell things for? It's not a national you. Will a target match another target's price? I was wondering that same thing. Uh, I don't think so. No, because they price on on location. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the Northgate Target that's you know fairly close to downtown, two story Target here. Um, that that one is more expensive than uh, other targets. Um, and I've asked them once before. It's been a few years that I asked, but they they refuse to do that. The closest thing I think that you could do is if. If you had a Target that you know was selling it for the cheap price, but maybe was sold out, you could buy it at another Target, mm-hmm. take it back to the one that has it on sale, return it, and then rebuy it at the sale price. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's a good price for that TIE Fighter, that's for sure. Um, let's go <laughs> to the uh, worst three and three quarter inch uh, vehicles of the year. And we're back at Tom. <laughs> I know the 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 X-wing, right? With the floppy, yeah, uh, gun turret yeah. thingy. Yeah, Poe Dameron's X. Poe Dameron's X-wing. There you go. Yay for me! Mm-hmm. All right, I was paying attention, sort of. <laughs> See, it's not that hard. <laughs> but uh, you, get, you could get replacement <laughs> turrets. Yeah, right? I mean, gun. That cannons. seems risky. That seems risky to me. Anybody, you send your... Did anybody actually do that? I didn't want to know s- No, because you know, I didn't want to send the turrets I had to Hasbro cuz I was afraid nothing would get returned to me and then I'd have a X-wing with no turrets. Yeah, right. Is that, that, is that, that how it works? You've got to send the, the the bad ones back? I don't know. That's what I thought you had to do. Ooh. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, Chris, what's your pick for the worst vehicle? Um, I'll I'll pick the uh, assault walker. The uh, the regular version and the uh, Entertainment Earth exclusive repaint. 
I just don't like those vehicles. Um, yeah, not a fan. Um, so that's my my pick. But I also want to point out that the uh, the Tie Fighters that there's um because I was thinking to pick either I picked the Tie Fighter for the worst toy or the Assault Walker, and the reason I almost picked the Tie Fighter was because of the wings. Um, because they don't attach well enough to the actual cockpit. Um, you know, I, I my son's had a TIE Fighter for a couple of days now, and he loves it, but for him it's extremely frustrating to attach the wings. It's really hard. As soon as he pushes them in, they spring back out. And, uh, you know, it was to a point where he, he comes up to me, he's like, Dad, can you fix this for me? And so I put the wings in, and I put it back on the table, and this whole thing just falls apart by itself. Like both wings just shot out and, you know. So I feel like the uh, the, mecha- uh, the mechanism um, isn't done well. And I also noticed that the uh, where you put the wings in, into the spring, that plastic, it rubs off. So there's a lot of, you know, soft plastic that just seems to like splinter off, um, which, you know, I'm not a fan of that either. And I know a lot of people complain about the warped wings. Um, you know, I, I don't really have a problem with that, but that's another sign of using, you know, thinner or cheaper plastics. So, <clears throat> anyways, I don't even know why I complain about the TIE Fighter if, if it's not the worst vehicle that I picked. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I thought I'm going to point that out. So, anyways, I go with the Assault Walkers, both of them, and I just, you know... Very Clone Warsy, and that's fine, but not for the Force Awakens, you know. So, yeah. Uh, Ryan, we'll go to you. Hey, Chris, was that a Salt Walker in the movie? No, I did not see it. No, uh, no, and you'll notice the box doesn't say Force Awakens on it. I was curious because we got two versions of it, and then the uh, the twelve inch version as well. So, well, in the Entertainment Earth version, is the only way to get. A stormtrooper officer as a three three quarter inch figure. True, because the normal release comes with a black pauldron, and I don't recall seeing a black pauldron. Right. We had white and red or orange in the film, but I was looking for a black. So this could be a full EU vehicle. Interesting. Uh, Anyway, my three and three quarter inch vehicle worst of the year is the Rebels Y Wing bomber. (laughs) <laughs> uh, they they reused a, an old mini rig that we'd gotten in the past, seemingly for no reason. Um, they gave us a, a quote unquote new rebels vehicle, but I, you know, this could have been something like we're getting the Ezra speeder later this this next year. We could have gotten something like that instead. And instead, it, uh, otherwise for rebels, this is like the only new rebels product that came out um, Force Friday or, or since, and. Um, it's basically a repaint of a, of a previous vehicle and a Kanan who we've gotten what four of with just a headset molded to his head. I, I thought this was terrible. It could have been something so much better. So I'm going to go with the rebels Y wing bomber. Jake, uh, my pick is the same as Chris's. I'm going with the assault walkers. I don't like the rehash of the, uh, there's two versions of this assault walker in the past. There's the like the super articulated uh, walking ones that came with uh, when they debuted in Revenge of the Sith in 2005, and then years later they phased that out and went to the cheaper, you know, less articulated uh, version. So this is definitely the lesser of the two. Um, and I guess my problem is if we're even looking at these as mini rigs. 
even back in the 80s when we got our first rounds of mini rigs, the figures can actually go in them and like sit in them. This one, the figure has to stand in it. And that wasn't even true in The Force Awakens. I mean, in uh, Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah, I don't, I just didn't like it. It's, it's pretty simple. It's Clone Wars era technology in something that's supposedly what? Almost 50 years past that time frame. So I'm not, I'm not a fan. So same vote. Uh, Matt. Well, it's, uh, I guess it's sort of the internet echo chamber because that's what I had down on my list too was the uh, Walker purely based on the fact that, you know, it's the same thing we've been getting for 10 years and wasn't actually in the movie. So, you know, what's the point? So, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, I, I actually liked the TIE fighter. Um, <clears throat> and once I got the Poe in the X-Wing, I was fortunate I got one that did not have warped, uh, whatever you call them. But, uh, I mean, I, the, the vehicles that we got were generally pretty good for the new movie. It's just these mini rigs that, apart from Ray's speeder, really were unnecessary. Yeah, I'm going to uh, agree with most of you that the uh, Assault Walker was the definitely the worst vehicle of the year. And I'm going to specifically call out the Entertainment Earth version because I really want that Stormtrooper because he actually was in the movie with the Orange Pauldron. There were a couple of them, I think. Um, and I want that figure. I do not want the Assault Walker. I do not collect vehicles that are just made up from Hasbro. I generally just like the vehicles that were in the movie or the cartoon series. So I, I don't know how much is this. I don't, I haven't bought this thing yet. I I'm, I'm hoping that this stormtrooper gets released without this vehicle. I don't know if he will, because it does say an ex, it's an exclusive figure. So I don't know what I'm going to do, but uh, yeah, this, I don't like this vehicle. I would just wait. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, okay, now we're done with that. What is the next category? Uh, okay, we're to the, uh, this is the, this is the overall care category of all toys combined. What was the best Star Wars toy of the year? Any category? No wrong answers. So we'll start with Tom. There's no wrong answers. What was the best Star Wars toy of the year? That uh, Sparrow BB-8, like I said before. All right. Um, fair, fair enough. When you compare it to what we had when we were kids, mm-hmm. the uh, remote control, <laughs> the remote control R2, which spun around <laughs> beep, 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 in one yeah. in one uh, you know in one area, right? And uh, it it could only spin around left, I think, and then it went straight. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, it, technology clearly has uh, I, has really just come a long, long way. I didn't I didn't have that R two, but I had Tobor, which was same thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, this kind of goes in a circle, and when it hears a click, it kind of changes a little bit. But it's really hard to know if it's really changing yeah. or you're just imagining it changing. Same with uh, same with the uh, the sand crawler though too. <laughs> my my copy yeah. of the holiday special has a commercial for Tobor. Oh yeah, as they all should. Yeah, that's the best. That's, you know, really, that's one of the highlights of the the holiday special. To be honest with you. Yep. <laughs> all right, uh, 
Chris, what was the best Star Wars toy of the year? Um, Any category. I go with the, uh, as, as a fan of, you know, all the action figures, I go with the uh, Star Wars Black Series TIE Fighter, um, the one that's scaled for the six-inch figures. I think it's uh, it's fantastic. It's really impressive. I mean, it's huge, um, but, you know, it has everything it should have. I mean, I wish maybe it should have had some electronics built in, but I'm okay with without the electronics. And, uh, you know, it's great that you can put two figures in there and they sit back-to-back, unlike the uh, three-and-three-quarter-inch version where they kind of sit side-by-side. Side. Um, so I really like that. It's really nicely detailed. Um it just looks really impressive, you know, and, and uh, I like that. So, yeah, that's my, my favorite collector's item for the Star Wars action figure enthusiast, I would say, for 2015. Ryan, what is the best Star Wars toy of 2015? I was tempted to go with the, the new Force Awakens uh, Lego Millennium Falcon. Um, I just finished building it. It's awesome. I don't know how much different it is from previous Falcon releases. Is the only other Lego Falcon I have is the first one they did in 99, and it's heads and tails above that. But I thought it was really cool. I love the minifigures with it. But i got to go with the six-inch scale TIE Fighter. Uh, that thing's amazing. Uh, as Chris said, it's, it's so well-detailed. The cockpit is so well-detailed. Uh, you look in there, and it's just amazing. If the figures could sit in it a little bit better, or it didn't take you half an hour to get them to sit in there, it would be even better, but... <laughs> This thing is just amazing, and it's bigger than you'd think, I guess. Uh, you know, mine's just kind of sitting in my diorama room. Uh, it has really no place to go right now, but it's just awesome. Uh, if you have a chance to get one of these for a good price, like if they're 50 bucks at Target, go buy one. Don't worry about space. Go buy it. You'll find space. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jake? This is a hard one. There's a lot of lines out right now. A lot of lines, more lines than we've had probably in the last, well, what, since since the height of the Clone Wars craziness back in, what, 8 and 9? This is, uh, I mean, you have everything from Funko to Lego to Jacks to Mashers to Micro Machines to Diecast, like three different Diecast lines. Um, so there's a lot, a lot to choose from this year. Um one of the things that's not a toy, but I did spend. I'm just going to give shout out to the to. I think we all were into the uh, vintage uh, Journey to the Force Awakens tops cards. I know those were kind of a standout for something that I really enjoyed collecting this year. Um, but when we're looking at toys, yeah, man, there is just so much out there. Um, I would have to say uh, it's probably. I mean, again, probably not a one toy, but probably the walmart super articulated line i mean it's only nine or so figures deep and a couple of them are even rehashes from before but still there's such a breath of fresh air from what we've got the last few years there's articulations there's paint apps there's you know uh extra you know uh accessories like with kylo ren and whatnot you know especially when the accessories we got in the five poa line was um you know which i still don't understand the building machine the builder weapon line. I don't understand it at all. Even after seeing The Force Awakens three times, I have no idea where the genesis of that building, that pack-in concept came from because there's nothing... Am I wrong? Did I miss something in the movie? Did those exist in the movie? 
on the deleted Blu-ray scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, when you when you judge those against the the Walmart exclusives, which I know for most people are real hard to find, at least uh, a wave or two of them are. Um, they just they just really shine. So that's where I'm going. The exclusive Walmart Black Series. Maybe the build a weapon stuff is the junk that Ray's turning into Ukar plot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't get it. I know that they don't have the rights to build a droid. They sold those, or Disney's renting, or purchased those, or whatever for their droid factory. But um, but there's, I feel like we could put our heads together and come up with a pack in that would make a lot more sense than that. Like an adat foot for Ray to lean against. Anything, anything. Matt, best uh, Star Wars toy of the year. Um. I really like a lot of the Lego stuff, and I mean, I think that the Lego Slave One came out this year. That was a really nice piece. Like Ryan said, the Millennium Falcon, the new one is a is standout. But I mean, I think you just got to go with that Tie Fighter, the six inch Tie Fighter. It's just so exceptional, and you know, something I I just I was surprised they made. Jabba's and Tauntauns in that scale, and then when the, they announced they were going to do the Tie Fighter, really sort of blew my mind. And it is—it's good. It, I mean, it really is. I don't know if it's one hundred and seventy dollars good, but I bought it and I don't regret it. And if it does, if you have the opportunity to get it for anything less, I recommend it. Yeah, um, I do not have an original idea for this one. I'm with you guys with the Tie Fighter. The uh, six-inch Black Series uh, First Order Tie Fighter is incredible. It's uh, I didn't when I first saw it at I think it was San Diego where it first was shown. Um, I thought, well, I'm, this is too big. I'm not, I'm not going to get started with this kind of stuff. And I think I said on the show several times I wasn't going to get it. But once it was there in the store, I just uh, I had to get it and. Uh, it came down to like a hundred and I think thirteen dollars on Amazon with free shipping. At that point, I said yes, I'm getting it. So it's a great, uh, it's a great uh, toy. My only problem with it is it's very difficult, at least for me, to get the uh, figures into the seat. Um, but other than that, it's uh, it's just amazing. Um, makes me wonder if they'll do more of these since they're uh, seem to be discounting them now. Maybe maybe there's not a market for these. I don't know. I'm not so sure. Like I, you know, it's kind of interesting because every time I see them on a shelf at Target, they only always put one out. Mm-hmm. They don't really have the the shelf space to put like five or six of them out there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of interesting. You know. Do you think there'll be an X-wing later this year or next year? Next year, Next year, but I, I'm pretty sure that then that's going to be it. After that, I think they they're going to stick with like you know smaller stuff like uh, race speeder or mm. speeder bikes, that kinds of stuff. I would love to see a land speeder in this scale. Yeah, that'd be great. Luke's land speeder or Ray's uh, uh, speeder, either one. I mean, they have to do a, an X-wing now. They really have to, you know. Yeah, I wonder. I think they'd have to do an X-wing, but if. The thing that I would almost want more, and I don't know if they'd even do it, would be a repaint in the vintage white. That would be, you know, and redo the cockpit some way so that it's for one figure. But mm-hmm. that would be kind of cool. 
That'd I could cool. see them doing that as an exclusive for either Amazon or Toys R Us or something. You know, after seeing the movie, though, I realized why they did the TIE Fighter. With the whole scene with uh, Finn and Poe in the TIE Fighter, yeah. um, escaping the Star Destroyer, we see a lot of the interior cockpit in there. Um, it it kind of gets more screen time in some ways than than any X-Wing, in, in individual X-Wing, I should say. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of made sense why they did that. It's also interesting that The Force Awakens didn't really feature a lot of different vehicles. I actually I took a look at the uh, the cross section book the other day in the store, and I think I counted like thirteen or fourteen different vehicles, which included the Falcon, X wings, Tie fighters, all those vehicles that we're already familiar with. Um, but in terms of like new vehicles, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff in the movie. Yeah, no, there there really wasn't. Um, I, the only stuff we really didn't get was like the ship that Leia shows up on. Um, um, what is it, Taco Daka, Taco Dana, whatever it is. Right, right. Um, and, uh, and like, some of the big capital ships or the giant ship that Han and Chewie are piloting. It's, they gave us all the ships. Hasbro gave it to us, basically. Right. I mean, the only one I think they they should still be doing in a three-and-three-quarter-inch scale is, is Kylo Ren's shuttle. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. It'll be small. <laughs> It's gonna be small. Dollar. Think, think the Sith infiltrator or something like that. That like that they did a couple uh, five years ago or whenever they did that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it'll do a good job with that because you know Kylo Ren's shuttle is gonna show up in the next movie as well, right? So yeah, that yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, so we got to do it. What was the ultimate worst toy of the year as far as Star Wars toys are concerned? Um, Tom, back to you. Really? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, let's pick a... Let's do a uh, shampoo bottle figure. Just name one. Boo. <laughs> uh, a shampoo bottle figure. Well, they put a lot of them out. Um, Did they do any proctology? Uh, sh- uh, I haven't been collecting them this year, so I don't know. Oh. oh, they're all really good for the Force Awakens. Those were the huh. those were the rebels ones. Wow, I don't know. Okay, I don't care. Tom doesn't care. All right, that's fine. Chris, what was the worst Star Wars toy of the year? Um, I I go with the uh, the Hero Mashers. Really? I I yeah. I haven't bought any of them. I just see them sitting on the shelves, not moving. Taking up a lot of space, I you know I'll go with that. So, okay, hero measures. Hero measures. Uh, Ryan, what was the worst Star Wars toy overall of the year? That's interesting. I hear a lot of people hating on the hero measures. I actually think they're kind of cool. Um, I only bought I think one, but <laughs> I'm actually surprised they didn't do any Force Awakens hero measures. Uh, now that we look back, I, I know I've seen new ones coming out, but there hasn't been any Force Awakens. Anyway. My worst toy of the year, I'm going to go with that Thinkway Yoda. Um, I think it's terrible. <laughs> for the price of what it is and for what it does, I think it's awful. And All right. Yeah, it's an expensive piece of junk. Okay. Jake, what was the worst Star Wars toy of the year? I would have to go with Disney's first release of die-cast vehicles from the uh, OT. I picked up a couple, and I know I opened the X-Wing. And immediately, the um, a tr- upon trying to lower the landing gear, it snapped off. 
and then two S foils fell out almost through the deck I was sitting on into the cracks of the wood. So uh, if you looked at the packaging of a lot of those, um, the, I know the speeder bikes looked like they'd been already crashed. The um, just cheap plastic, I, super cheap plastic. Did those come those. out this year? I thought for some reason I thought those were out last year. Those were earlier this they year. Were, okay. uh, my son got them for Christmas last year. Yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah. That's what Are I you thought. Sure? Yeah, because I just found them in a bag last week. There's no <laughs> there's no wrong answers on this show. They, they've but... been in since last Christmas. All right. No, that doesn't count. That doesn't oh, okay. count. Um, <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh, how about this? The oh, Was that last year, too? Now I'm in a blur. Um, the Death Star playset... For the very first Death Star Hot Wheel playset, oh. where it's supposed to go around in a circle, that thing does not stay together at all. My son cannot, I can barely do it, and my son can't do it at all. So, the first Hot Wheels, it's like, destroy the Death Star, loop-de-loop racetrack. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, I almost bought that when it got down to twelve ninety nine, but then I decided not to. Oh, well, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for two ninety nine. Okay. Matt, what was the worst Star Wars toy of the year? I say this in full awareness that I may never get to appear on this podcast again, but <laughs> I'm all ears. Go. Ferbaca. <laughs> oh, I knew yeah. someone would oh. I'm surprised oh it gosh. took this long to get to that. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes. Yes. My wife? I have no I have no experience with it. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Chris? I say you should be on every show from now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, just take my place for crying out loud. No, I just, you know, I'm not gonna. I don't have to go into why. If you, if if you need me to explain why, you're lost already. Oh, on Force Friday, my wife bought two of those. That's that. Oh, that's that's what she wanted. God. And and we've had them both uh, talking to each other. They talk. You put a, two together, and they they. Uh, they interact with each other. How do you stand other. it? How do you stand it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a small price to pay. Well, you've got a big room. <laughs> I mean, you've got a big house. Yeah, thank God. Um, so yeah, I I'm surprised it took. Uh, we got through five people before that came up, but <laughs> I th- I knew someone would come up with that one. Um, I had a hard time with this one because there were no toys that I really really hated but uh i think if i could have eliminated one thing that got released this year i would say armor ups the armor up figures are way 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 overpriced for what they are they're twice as much and some stores are twice as much as a normal figure and that little armor up piece just i cannot see how any anyone could justify paying that much extra for that small piece um plus to make it look like a better value they make the boxes way oversized on the figures so it takes up more shelf space um you know they've been selling because you can't around me you can't find any right now they're all gone they've been parents bought them up or somebody bought them all up maybe jake bought them all i don't know but what did uh, i buy sorry i had to jump away the armor ups got every one of them yeah. even the toys r us exclusives right. Um, so yeah, my, my worst, worst toys of the year, I think are the armor ups. I hope they don't come back next year. I hope they're done with that. 
So that SNL, that SNL skit or that SNL toy commercial did not change it, your mind? It temporarily, you know, I, I, I got to admit when I saw that little kid saying time to suit up Chewie, it, it, it did give me a little bit of, oh, that's, you know, that's kind of fun for a kid. But, but no, I, if they want to include those bizarre helmets and they're just bizarre, right? The helmets are bizarre. They could pack those in the same amount of space as the, uh, the Build-A-Weapon, and, and I think the Build-A-Weapons are just as bad, except they don't cost twice as much. So, please, armor-ups, go away. And here, here. Take that damn <laughs> Furbaka with you. <ya. laughs> yeah. Have a comment or question about the show? Email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at galaxyoftoys. And find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. Remember, you can listen to older episodes from our Podbean page at galaxyoftoys.podbean.com or search for us on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio. So there, that is that is it for the best and worst of the year. But um, before we end the show, I wanted to go around and see what people predict for toys in 2016. Um, where's it going? I'm not going to start with Tom this time. I'll start with Chris. Good. Um, what's going to happen next year? What do you see? So now that the movie's done so well, I think we're going to get a lot of stuff. I really, I really think that, especially now that there's going to be another Star Wars movie next Christmas. Um, there's going to be just a lot of stuff. Um, kind of hard to say what's going to happen to the super articulated figures. I hope they're going to come back. Um, you know, I hope they're not going to be exclusive to Walmart anymore. Um, but, you know, if, if you look at the toy shelves, the five POA figures, they sold extremely well. So really, they don't have a reason to change anything what they've done so far. Um, so I predict that we'll get a lot more five POA figures. Um, yeah, and and you know, where's Luke? Where's Leia? I would think that the earliest we'll see those is probably uh, you know towards the end of 2016. I hope I'm wrong, but um, you know, if if this was all a big secrecy thing for Disney and they didn't hand those photographs over to Hasbro so they can start the manufacturing and the design process, then we will have to wait a year. Um, but again, I, I hope I'm wrong about this. But uh, yeah, so I, I guess we'll see a lot of figures. It's going to be 5 POA, I predict. I hope that Super Articulated is going to come back uh, in a bigger way. Um, as for the 6-inch line... Um, same thing as for the five POA figures. I mean, the six-inch figures, they've flown off the shelves. They're, even the Finns and, and the Chewbacca's have sold through now. And, uh, you know, we already know that they've announced already several of the figures that are coming out. So uh, six-inch line is going to be probably the uh, collective focus in 2016 again. And, yeah, we'll have to wait until Toy Fair. And... Uh, and I think Star Wars Rebels is dead, <laughs> even though it was renewed for another season. But there is literally there is no support or not a whole lot of support. So, yeah, yeah. You think uh, there's going to be many new vehicles coming out 
between now and I don't know next year this time? Well, I mean, in the movie we had Blue and Red Squadron, mm-hmm. and so they've done Poe's black one. They've done the blue one as the Walmart exclusive, so they could do a repaint of with a, with a red stripe. Um, but you know, there there really aren't that many vehicles in in the movie you know last year at this time we were talking about getting the uh the uh, ghost right we're Mm -hmm. all thinking this big ghost might be coming eventually do you think that the chances of that are dwindled to nothing now about as much as a sail bar (laughs) that's a good question i you know i they've gotten that question a lot during star wars celebration and you know, maybe they did start. I mean, they did mention that that Mark Boudreau, when he designed the Phantom vehicle, that you know it was designed so that he could actually attach to a bigger vehicle. And they really strongly hinted at the Ghost um, coming out. And uh, now that they renewed for season three, maybe. I mean, the Ghost is really in every single episode. You know, and. Uh, I don't. I think. I think it'd be a wasted opportunity to do that if if they don't bring it out before before the show ends. So I hope yeah. they'll do it. But I, you know, I'm not very hopeful. Yeah, they haven't supported this line with vehicles like they have. For example, the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars line was just unbelievable when it came to vehicle support, but not this line. I mean, think about the fact that they could have reissued Vader's TIE. They could have reissued TIE Fighters. They could have reissued A-Wings and B-Wings at this point. So if they're not even going to reissue molds they have, I think the likelihood of getting a support for a large vehicle, an original one, is very unlikely. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking that they should have done a gift pack for this holiday season. I mean, people had a really hard time finding Sabine last year. Um, you know, they did a good job. They brought Chopper back out, but you had to rebuy uh, one of the biggest pet warmers from last year, which was Seb. Um, you know, but, you know, if, even if they made, even if they offered um, a multi-pack of, of core Star Wars Rebels characters to, to retailers, apparently nobody, you know, thought that was interesting enough then to to actually purchase that and put it out in their store. So I'm not sure if, you know, this doesn't seem to be a lot of support for Star Wars Rebels, you know. Right. I totally agree. I mean, we've got what? We've got the Rex figure coming. Yeah. And and that's about and it. And the, the Inquisitor. Inquisitors. The Inquisitors. The new Inquisitors, yeah. And a couple of six-inch figures. Right. So collector-focused mm-hmm. figures, six-inch figures. But three-three-quarter-inch, there's Rex, there's the Inquisitor... Did they uh, announce the seventh sister yet? Yeah, they did. So okay. Yeah, they did. Um, so, yeah, it's surprising. I mean, they're already halfway through the second season, and you know, we got Kane and Re- we we just got repacks, right? I mean, the only when you when you think about it, the only new Rebels figures so far this year, uh, or let's say in the later later of 2015, was the uh, Kane, and it came with. Uh, Ryan's favorite mini rig, <laughs> um, which had a microphone attached to, uh, molded onto the the face, but all the other figures were reissues, I think. Well, we got the Ahsoka Invader. That's right. That's right. And those were nice figures. Yeah. So, uh, 
Ryan, what do you predict for uh, 2016 as far as Star Wars toys? You know, before we saw the movie, I'm betting a lot of us thought there's going to be a ton of new stuff for the new movie. I started adding it up, and there's not much left to do for the new movie. I mean, yes, there's Luke, and um, you know, I'm going out as how many they could do. There's two different uh, outfits for Leia that can be done. I basically counted up. There's between 25 and 30 figures that that could be done for Force Awakens that have not been announced or already come out. And that's not much. When you think about you know the releases of figures we've had for years, that's really not very many figures, especially right after a brand new movie. I mean, Revenge of the Sith, we had, what, over 100 figures within the first year of release, easily. And as far as vehicles, again, there's nothing really there. I was very surprised at how few vehicles uh, were in this film. Kylo Ren's shuttle is about, about it for the most part, um, unless they want to make that other junker ship that they were running toward on Jakku. Uh, but there's there's really nothing else to do there. And because of that, I think Rebels might come back into focus a little bit. Um, I'm still holding out hope for a ghost. And part of it is I think they might use Rebels to help lead into Rogue One, since as far as storyline-wise, I think that's going to lead into that. If Ro- Rogue One is right before New Hope, and right now Rebels is about five years before New Hope, I think it's very possible we could have some crossover characters or vehicles. Maybe even the ghost will be in Rogue One. We don't know. Um, And if that happens, I I can definitely see a lot more Rebel stuff. And maybe Hasbro was holding back to help lead in for that. Obviously, end of the year, we're going to have Rogue One stuff. What that entails, we don't know yet. Um, And very quickly after that, which, of course, is 2017, we'll start to see Episode Eight stuff. But... I'm very surprised at how little there is left for Hasbro to do for Episode 7. Um, so I kind of think that we're going to see some of that Rebel stuff. And the only difference would be is if they did a mainline uh, super articulated three and three quarter inch again, uh, not just a Walmart exclusive, in which case we would probably see several figures get redone that were just five points of articulation previously. Matt, what do you see for uh, – oh, no, I'm sorry. Let's go to Jake. Jake, what do you see coming next year? Um, well, we know we got a couple more waves of Force Awakens, and I think they'll actually probably float that through the summer. We know that summer gets a little slow anyway, so uh, I'm predicting that we'll get Force Awakens. We won't get any card art change um, until Rogue One, but Rogue One is going to be interesting because it's just going to hit that Christmas – time i don't even i i don't say i don't even know if i'm positive enough if hasbro is all in on rogue one to even do a force friday again in september do you think we're going to see a packaging change for rogue one i think so but you know what it i would not be shocked if they went attack of the clones episode two style and made a generic line Mm. of figures in the fall that includes rebels and Force Awakens, and Rogue One, and then not do a full-on package change uh, that's actually titled Episode 8 or whatever until we get you know to the spring. Yeah. Do you, so you think they'll remove the Kylo Ren off all of the products, though, at some point? Because you know, now it's universal that, that Kylo Ren is on so many products. Yeah, can we go to a generic, you know, not the vintage card back, but, you know, can we do a card back that can be interchanged with whatever media the figure's from? 
Yeah, I don't know. They So like, you know, it could say Clone Wars at the top. It could say Force Awakens. It could say whatever. But the overall card looks the same, but just inserting your logo. Yeah, it seems like ever since like around 2008, they really like to go with just one character for the whole year, which I don't I don't really like that. I wish they would get away from that. Yeah. Well, they've been doing that since 05. Yeah, it's like I I'm t- I don't I'm uh I don't I don't I'm not a fan of that concept. But who knows? I think the Rogue One is probably going to be a, a very small line of figures, especially with Episode Eight coming out only like what's five or six months after mm-hmm. that. Do you, oh, do you think we're going to get new uh, new X-wing molds for Rogue? I, I mean, I have no idea if X-wings are in Rogue One. I'm just guessing. I wonder if they'll do a new X-wing or the same old one or a cheaper version of what we've already seen. Well, they have enough molds to re-release anything they want at this point yeah. when it comes to X-Wings. So. For all I know, there's, you know, there'll be no X-Wings in Rogue One. Who knows? It seems like it, with that title, though, I, I have to think there's got to be X-Wings. That, that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> You're definitely going to see some X-Wings and yeah. ooh, maybe some Y-Wings, too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, you you think we're going to get a Snoke figure or, or some kind of, of Snoke hologram, yeah, hologram thing? Giant hologram. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Two feet tall. Yeah. I, I mean, they so. have a pretty good track record to do a lot of different figures over the years, so mm-hmm. pretty sure we'll get a Snoke figure at some point. I, uh, I personally, I hope they do one like the, uh, I don't know if it was San Diego, there was, a, there was one exclusive that had the big giant emperor head that came with Darth mm-hmm. Vader. Yep. Like the holo- Comic-Con. Yeah, it was a Comic-Con. Yeah. It was like a hologram. Mm-hmm. You know, clear blue, clear that... blue plastic or something. There, and it's elect- yeah, there you it's go. electronic, and if if you push it, it goes on and on and on. <laughs> I think something like that would be cool, where they had the uh, hologram of Snoke with a uh, Kylo Ren figure, and the same thing where you push uh, push the button and you get to hear Snoke or something. I don't know. I'd love awesome. I'd love think, to see that. I think you said it best, Jason. I think you uh, mentioned. I think at our holiday get together or something that this is one of the least toyetic star wars films in a while it didn't seem like um it didn't seem like they were trying to push all those buttons that we've got in the past with uh, massive amounts of vehicles and you know you got one cantina shot that has a lot There's of different a lot of aliens it, you know people have been clamoring for all the cantina aliens from a new hope and we're still not we're still working on the cantina. There's, there, oh yeah. I, th- there's a lot. I, I wonder if the same thing is going to go with the uh, Maz Kanata's uh, castle. If, 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 if they're going to slowly roll those figures out for the next twenty-five years. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, there's, there's some cool designs in there. I'm still, I'm still of the mind where I want priority to go to speaking parts. That's if I could make a list of figures I would want. I would want people who have speaking parts before we get so, the the Zubios so, and those. So the things. guy with the long gray hair that says, uh, "So it's another Death Star," like that guy, like. Yeah, yeah, sure. Or like the spies, the 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 white and black girl spy from, can mm-hmm. you know, uh, Maz's castle and the droid, the Boba Fett droid. Did you notice that droid is painted in Boba Fett colors? No, I did not. Yeah, take a look at it. it looks no, I like... noticed that. I did notice that, but he's also like recycled two one B parts. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
It's a weird, it's a weird concept. I'm a little, but... Oh, sorry. I'm a little, I'm a little worried we won't get a three three quarter inch Leia. Oh. Hasbro, oh, what are you, what are you talking well, about? Well, you know, Hasbro yeah. doesn't have a good track record of making older characters. Well, they they, they have to make the Do three. They? Come on, who says? Sure, who says they have to. I don't know. You know they're going to come out with one. I don't know. It only makes sense. Hey, Jocasta New would be yeah. her would be her counterpart, and that case, has to be a case online exclusive, though. Online exclusive. Yeah, is Brian Toys going to sponsor the uh, Leia yeah. figure? <laughs> right. Yeah, Jocasta New was a, a bit part that was you know from a movie from a while back. This is from a brand new movie, and one of the major characters of Star Wars. We're going to see a Leia figure. It, it's going to happen. Three and three quarter inch and six inch. I, guess. Uh, I, I of can't course. imagine we would not. Of course. Well, let's get a multi-pack. Let's get Han, Luke, and Leia. How fast would those fly out well, the we, shelves? Like, what, two years ago, we all thought that it's going to be like a, those those three are going to be a preview figures yeah. or mail-aways or maybe even a celebration exclusive. Yeah. And none of that happened. No. We nope. still don't have those figures. Nope. Uh, Matt, what is your prediction for uh, 2016? I've got no idea. This is all uncharted territory. Sure. I mean, yeah, if you look at all the previous movies, we'd have two more years to milk those 30 figures that Ryan thinks we should get into about 100 figures. But, you know, we're less than a year away from the next film, and they're making so much money on this stuff, I can't imagine that they're not going to support Rogue One. I mean, I I have to assume that's in Hasbro's plan. So when do we get that stuff? Do we get it in September again? And, you know, in the past, a new movie comes out and you forget about the old one immediately. And then five months after that, there's it's it's all unknown territory. And it makes it really hard to predict. And are these films going to be as secret as The Force Awakens was? Uh, or are we going to know a lot more going in? I think we'll get a few more waves of figures from this. I hope then that they they do somehow make a unified line so that it's not jarring as they move from movie to movie to movie, that there's some sort of continuity. Maybe you take the card art and card design that we have now, and instead of Kylo Ren, you can have Darth Vader or whoever's the bad guy in Rogue One in that spot, and then go back to Kylo Ren for the next movie or whoever replaces him mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I would like the movies are going to come in qu- such quick succession from now forever that i don't think they can redo the cards for every film and i know it's not a perfect indicator but if you look at the marvel movies for back when they were making action figures for those movies there was consistent you know the Thor movies and the Iron Man movies and the Captain America movies, the cards were similar. They just sort of had different iconography on them. But if you put them all next to each other, they made sense as a, you know, something going on in the same universe. So I hope they do something like that. And, you know, if we have another Force Friday for Rogue One, that's great. But if, or if the stuff just starts coming out in August, that's fine too. But, I, I I do think that the focus is going to move to that. And as much as I like Rebels and it would how awesome it would be to get a ghost, 
well, we never got a Twilight for Clone Wars, and they really supported that. And Rebels is really sort of the forgotten, you know, Star Wars franchise. As much as, much as I like it and I enjoy watching the show, they haven't done anything about it. So, well, Rebels has competition, whereas Clone Wars didn't. When Clone Wars is out, that's pretty much the only Star Wars we had. Right now. It is Star Wars mania all over the place. So right, but I mean, Rebels yeah. had center stage for a year. It's true. And, yeah, you know they. But we got in the show ten figures and a few shows. Right, and, and, the, and the figures didn't hit retail until and they were badly, you know, bad distribution. Yeah. So I mean, the show was out for at least a few months before the figures showed up. All right. Um. I don't have a lot of predictions for next year. I really want them to make a Buford figure. That's the dro- that's one of the droids <laughs> in the uh, Resistance uh, base. I love the design of that old, junky-looking robot. Please make a figure of that. Is that the yellow one? Buford? Is yes. That- yeah. okay. yep. um, they made a cereal toy of him, so that's a start. Uh, but... Yeah, please make that figure. Um, I predict we will not see a Leia three and three quarter inch figure. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't. I don't see Hasbro seeing that as a toy kids would want. And I don't. I hope I'm wrong because I want the Leia figure second most only to Luke. And and uh, we still don't have any evidence that a Luke is coming out. I I really do hope a three and three quarter inch Luke is coming. Um, so Hasbro, please prove me wrong and show us a three and three quarter inch Leia. But I just don't see it happening because uh, I think they're looking at kids. And I have a prediction for 2017, though. It's going to be the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, and I think that's when the vintage collection will return. Hmm. I think that's when it will come back. 40th anniversary. I, don't know. I think you're right, and the new movie is going to come out yeah. the day after the 40th anniversary, yeah. too. So. That's my. <laughs> I could see it as an exclusive line, but I don't think they'll need to go Maybe exclusive, again. That's but a, I think that'll be. Exclusive. I think the 40th anniversary there will be vintage to celebrate it. Not Tom's huh. kind. Of, not uh. Tom's kind of vintage. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. That, that would be that'd be kind of fun to yeah. see. Huh. Interesting, interesting, uh, interesting idea. And Jason. Uh, I also wanted to say, watching the seven movie marathon did make me a little sad that we've never received a Klieg Lars figure, and I think we yeah. never will. I, I yeah, probably. I not. think the chances are so slim, slim to none. We'll, we'll probably get a six inch version of that character first before right. we get through along the with the Twilight yeah. sisters, right? Or Twilight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not the not the Twilight so, sisters. So, to, 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 yeah. Tanika, Tanika, the, uh, the Tanika yeah. sisters. It's late. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's late. I want a. Uh, I want a. Uh, uh... <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> um, so, Jason, here's a email I received from one of our okay. listeners, also a friend of mine, Jad Bean. He says, um, "I haven't bought any Force Awakens merchandise, but now that I've seen the movie and I love it, I'm considering starting a collection. Given what has come out and what is known to be coming, what would you recommend I start collecting?" Hasbro 5 POA, 6-inch Black Series, Lego, Jacks, Big Figures, Disney stuff, something else. I'm leaning toward Hasbro 5 POA, but I've read some nasty reviews of the vehicles. So what would you guys say? What, what would you advise Mr. Bean here? I would 6-inch. S- yeah. There's not a lot to it. I mean, you got just a couple it's, of figures. It's easy. It's easy. 
six inch. Yeah, six I, inch. Buy what you like. Buy what you like. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does he want a exhaustive collection of figures? I mean, there'll be more three and three quarter than six inch. The six inch will be it's, better, and it will be the important characters. As far as Force Awakens figures go, I think. Um, if you want the core characters, a lot of them have really dried up at retail for six inch and three three quarter inch. But it is That's, just getting past Christmas time when everything dries up. Yeah, at but I, 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 I will be surprised if Wave One reships. I really will be. I don't, I don't see it happening. I think some of it, some of it'll be repacked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it may not reship that that specific wave, but I think some of it will be carry forwards and in, in other waves, but. You know, we, we forget we've never had a line come out like this right before Christmas. But having worked that retail, I mean, yeah, I, I saw it last week going through the stores. When you can tell, they're just throwing out whatever they can get out on the shelves. Like if you went down the Lego aisle, it was practically empty at some targets I went through, and the Star Wars aisle was basically the Thinkway stuff. And um, there was one target I went in that had like four or five of the uh, six-inch Black Series Tie Fighters on the shelf because I had nothing else to put there. So you know, I think. We're, you know, next month is a is one of the worst months for new stuff to be hitting because not a whole lot's ordered with retail. But I think we're going to start to see some of that stuff carry forward. Plus, some of the the new figures starting hitting. I know I saw somebody else uh, post online they found the the Han Solo three and three quarter inch figure too. You know, I think there was some missed opportunity here because I know that <clears throat> probably like you guys, all our casual Star Wars. Uh, friends kind of reach out to us at times, or like when Star Wars is big in the media. And I had a few of my friends uh, post, oh my gosh, we saw the movie with our kids. We absolutely love it. I need a Ren figure for my kid. And I had to go out and say, sorry, bud. I mean, because this is, again, right before Christmas, right after the movie came out. I'm like, yeah, good luck. That was released in in September and sold out in September and hasn't really ever come back unless you can find the impossible Walmart one. And then a whole thread started where all these different friends of mine were like, yeah, my kid would love a Ray figure. I've been looking everywhere. I can't find any version of her. So I think there there was some opportunities here missed, I think, with the idea that, you know, that wave one wasn't going to be back in stock because I know that the, the waves that have been hitting around here as of lately since and after Christmas has been the, like the Guavian enforcer wave, you know, general Hux. And those are, you know, that was a pretty lame wave when you compare it to like, you know, there's no fins, there's no pose, there's no rays, there's no phasma, there's no stormtroopers. Well, I think it's even crazier that you watch the movie and then you want to go buy some action figures, and there's not a single Han Solo action figure anywhere. No, yeah. Unless, Han unless Solo, you buy the Falcon, you know, the Lego Falcon. It's true. I noticed that some of the stores around my area, they didn't even put out the uh, the Battle Action Millennium Falcon until after Christmas. My um, The closest target I have here, they put out close to 20 of them at the Linwood store. And before the holidays, there was none. So they were either getting sold quick or they didn't have them in stock. Uh, no room on the shelves. Who knows? I don't know. But. So they're starting to appear at Target's about two weeks before Christmas. I know there's a few Target's. I started to see them then. Yeah, there, there, there is some, you know, this is uncharted territory. Like we said before, having a major wave be released at Christmas time or at least in the Christmas season. Because normally, you know, our Christmas lists are full of, 
toys that have been out since May. But, if, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I was really surprised that we did not get a third wave before. I mean, I think, you know, I know on your show you were talking about it. I think everybody conjectured that there would be a wave that came out right around the time of the movie. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, I mean, maybe we'll get it in January. I guess they're starting to pop up here and there, but uh, yeah, Hasbro had to know. You know, they always said, oh, we'll have product on the shelves. We'll have product on the shelves for Christmas. And unless that was mashups or, you know, some other, you know, stuff, I mean, or Constable Zuvio six-inch figures, there was nothing. Yeah. I mean, certainly nothing with any predictability. You know, and I, I think you're exactly right. I think they said we'd have merch on the shelves. They didn't say we'd have three and three-quarter action figures. And yeah. I think they really underestimated. When they said 10% of the stuff was only shipped for Force Friday, I think we assumed like 90% of that other stuff would be three and three-quarter coming. But in reality, it was Micro Machines. It was Diecast. It was 6-inch. It was Mashers. It was Play-Doh. It was every other line that they dumped into for this movie release, you know? The, the three and three quarter did not have its, you know, top uh, priority as it has in years past. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then and, and it's still barely even sitting on the shelves now. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully between this and Hasbro saying that Walmart was a test market for super articulated, if it sells well, well, those things don't even make they it to sell, shelves. They sell so, out immediately at the Walmart by me. Absolutely. I've seen Absolutely. them there a couple of times and they just go. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they're taking notes. Yeah. Well, you guys all saw the leaked images from uh, Amazon Canada, right? Yeah, we talked about the last show, right? Yeah. So we know that those are going to be the next figures coming out, I would assume, right? Don't uh, most retailers do some kind of um, inventory checks in January where they don't bring in new inventory until they're done counting what they have or something. Is that, is that right? Or am I just off, off on that? I think that's traditionally how it's been. I mean, this is the time when like target will just start smashing all of the toys down to like three aisles with mm-hmm. no organization. And um, I mean, I'm sure Jake and Ryan could speak to how toys R us handles it, but yeah, I mean, traditionally January is nothing, but for a uh, fan of menace 3d stuff came out in january i mean if, if 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 you can convince a store that there's a reason to stock this stuff you can i think you can get them to do it but <laughs> that was the last time we got walmart to stock anything well in store for star wars because they were ended up with that 3d stuff for about three years but it appears as if stores are going with a traditional approach for everything that they're doing because when you think about it, the movie only came out two weeks ago. And even though Christmas is over, but you would think that there are still people interested in going to the store and buying Star Wars stuff now. So why put everything on you know, on clearance? Right? I mean, I know not every store puts their stuff out on clearance, but I mean, uh, there are some stores who are really discounting their stuff deeply at this point. So and I think a lot like- of that... What's that? A lot of that is just clearing clearing things out because yeah, January is a very low uh, sales month, and they're just trying to kind of clear those toy aisles down to get something else in, you know. To, to right. So that's what I was there. trying to say is that they're going with a more you know with a traditional approach to everything. Yeah. 
Well, in in January at Toys R Us is inventory month, so they even like stop getting trucks for a couple weeks because they that's the time where they get counters to come in and count every single yeah. piece of item on the shelf. Yeah, so. So that's what I was that's what I was saying. That's what I think is going on in January. That, yeah, well, all the great all the great sales of Star Wars toy history from the ten dollar ad ads in two thousand on to the you know. $20 big Millennium Falcons and whatnot. They always happen in January and February. Yeah. And yep. if the reports of the $50 TIE Fighter and the $60 Millennium Falcon, that's why I believe them, because this is the time when they do things that to collectors like us seem nonsensical. I mean, to them, it's just standard business process. If, if the uh, Blu-ray truly is coming out in April, like we've seen online, at, you know, only rumors, I don't think anything official, but if it truly is coming out in April... Uh, maybe there'll be another big push for merchandise in April. Well, that's what Hasbro announced. They said that there was going to be uh, support for the Blu-ray release. Now, typically so, when I think of Hasbro supporting a Blu-ray release, I think of those terrible multi-packs. <laughs> have them all. Every DVD, well, digital release, yeah. what have you. Yep. Uh, so. Well, yeah, I mean, we we got special figures as bad as they were for the digital release earlier this right. year. That's right. Mm-hmm. So so maybe they will do multi-packs of, like, Finn, Ray, and Poe or something like that. You know it's coming. Well, it might well, be I the first that's time that's people get those figures. <laughs> What's Ryan, that, Ryan? your uh, walkie-talkie's I, breaking I, up on us. Sorry, I would think for this, since it's all brand new stuff, it'd be different. I mean, when Revenge of the Sith hit DVD, we didn't get necessarily a uh, commemorative set of figures. When the original trilogy hit DVD or Blu-ray, yes, we got commemorative figures because we've been getting figures for a while. But when you're on a brand new movie, it's just more figures coming out. We got DVD sets for the DVD release of Revenge of the Sith. Remember it had the brown troop builder was one of those three-pack sets. I didn't buy any of those sets. They looked like garbage oh, okay. to me. Yeah, those were a little different. Because we were still getting Revenge of the Sith merch in there. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. Anything else anybody wanted to mention before we uh, wrap it up? We covered a lot of ground. All right. I think that will wrap it up then. I want to thank everyone for joining me, my co-host from com, the OT curmudgeon who, uh, who was very um, quiet. quiet and, for the most part, patient oh. tonight on a show where... <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll swing it around I'm sure uh, happy happy new year my friends from uh, JediBusiness.com Chris B thanks for having me always fun talking to you guys about Star Wars figures so thanks our good friend Ryan enjoyed being here once again from from Forlom Bizakis Jake may the figures be with you and our returning special guest from This Week in Star Wars podcast, Matt Fox. Thanks for having me. It's always more fun than doing my own show. <laughs> great show, by the way, though. Everybody have a great New yes. Year. And, uh, yes. yes. I, and uh, this wraps up our actual third year of podcasting. So we will start year number four on our next episode. For Galaxy of Toys, this is Jason saying good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then a homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. 
Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye. Just one more drop, friend, before we stop, friend. One more moment, face to face. Next time you're dry, friend, try stopping by, friend, if there's a light in the place. We may not thrive, friend, but we survive, friend. Look, we're alive, friend, you and I. So say goodnight, friend. <clears throat> Good night, but not goodbye.